93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, and today is Wednesday, November 6th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Police are looking for three suspects who they say committed at least seven armed robberies in less than two hours in South Philadelphia on Tuesday night. The robberies took place between 1030 and midnight. The victims were all walking or standing on the street when they were robbed. Police say the robberies occurred at the 1700 block of Johnson Street, 2900 block of South 7th Street, 600 block of Tasker Street, at the intersection of 9th and Oregon, another one at 8th and Oregon, and then again at the 1100 block of Tasker Street. The three males were wearing all black clothing with bandanas covering their face and armed with guns. At least one victim was pistol whipped. There Jesus. Are, yeah, there are surveillance cameras near some of the robbery locations, but so far no footage has been released. Police say the vehicle the robbers used was carjacked on Saturday night from the 1100 block of Front Street. Officers on patrol located the carjacked Nissan Rogue early Wednesday morning in a lot on Front Street under 95 in Pennsport. Investigators say there were items in the vehicle, including a stolen backpack and wallet that fit the description of some of the items. Uh, the Nissan was towed to a police garage. Philadelphia homicide detectives are also investigating after a 59-year-old man was found dead inside his Fox Chase home. Neighbors called police at 3 a.m. Tuesday after hearing someone in distress inside the home in the 8400 block of Algon Avenue. Police found the victim, who friends identified as Al Chernoff, partially tied to a bed with massive head wound and slashes to his chest. So police haven't confirmed his identity, but friends are saying it was him. Chernoff was an Army veteran and an employee at the Philadelphia International Airport. Uh, he also founded Alley Cats, an animal rescue group. Animal lovers and rescues in and around Philadelphia are devastated over the lo- of, over the loss of a man they say stood out because of his willingness to help others. Chernoff also cared for a number of cats in his home, so Act Philly removed 11 cats from the home, and friends have already been organizing to find them homes. I, I, I might have met this guy at some they, point. So they say if you own an animal rescue in and around the city, you've met this guy. Okay. Like, he, he is at everything. He helps Because I'm familiar with alley cats. Yeah. 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 So th- that's what uh, huh. I saw somebody comment and said, if you have anything to do with animal wow. rescue, you've run into this guy at some point. And this is a pretty Pretty wild way to go. This isn't. Oh, um, sad. Yeah. I mean, this is like uh, you know. I watch a lot of Law and Order and stuff like that. And this is a personal attack. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like when you're tied up and slashed and. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Chernoff was pronounced dead at the scene. Authorities say a woman was seen leaving the home, but no further description has been released. Police say there are surveillance cameras also nearby uh, that may have captured some of the footage that can be helpful in their investigation. So they're looking into that as well. Philadelphia's Democratic mayor easily won a second term. Jim Kenney won on Tuesday's election in the heavily Democratic city that is the nation's sixth most populous. Kenney's first term has been eventful from antagonizing Trump over Philadelphia's sanctuary city status to carrying through on his top priority, a tax on soda and other sweetened beverages to fund pre-kindergarten classes and other community projects. In recent months, he has faced a rising tide of gun violence, a major hospital closing, and an explosion, a large oil refinery that closed after the devastating fire. In the meantime, Kenny is backing a legal battle to open a supervised injection site to fight an opioid crisis that's among the worst in the United States. Democrats are taking control in Delaware County. Democrats declared victory in three races Tuesday night for Delaware County's five-member council sweeping Republicans entirely from what had been an all-Republican panel just a couple of years ago. Hey, when did we become the sixth most, po- most populous? So I thought we were fifth. No, yeah. no, we, we had slid down, and, then, and I think maybe we're on the way back up. Okay. Phoenix, I thought, Phoenix yeah. pulled ahead. Did, did it? it? Okay, all right. Oh, you know what they did? They also they expanded the boundaries. They expanded oh. the boundaries. Oh. It happened, it happened a while back. Those yeah. pricks. Yeah. We talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. 
I wait. So they expanded the boundaries. They made the city into- limits broader, and then included and the- took away. Okay, and took away our status as fifth. Okay, yeah. okay. all right. They so- included some suburbs and stuff like that. I guess. Uh-huh. In Phoenix. Yeah. And they tried cheating. to include Honolulu, which I don't That's understand. Bogus. That's a bit of a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> In sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers beat the Carolina yeah. Hurricanes All right. one last night in South Philly. Joel Farabee, a 19-year-old rookie, took uh, scored one of four goals for the Flyers, and Carter Hart stopped 33 shots in the Flyers' win. Sean Couturier had a goal and an assist. Travis Konechny scored the tiebreaker early in the third period, and Claude Drew ended the scoring on a breakaway late in the third. The Flyers are home again tomorrow night. With a game against the Montreal Canadiens, game time is at 7 o'clock. The Sixers were off last night, but will return to the court tonight, looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season. Joel Embiid returns to the lineup after his two-game suspension as the team continues their road trip out west with a game in Utah against the Jazz. Tip-off in Salt Lake City tonight is set for 9 o'clock. With the Eagles losing, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson to an injury. Jordan Matthews is back in town to take a physical. The 27-year-old was the Eagles' second-round pick in 2014 and is the candidate to fill the roster spot. The Eagles recently signed Matthews in September of last year, and he caught 20 passes for 300 yards and two touchdowns, plus a 37-yard touchdown in the Saints' playoff game. He had two stints with the 49ers this season, but played in just one game without any receptions and has been out of football since he was released a second time on October 26th. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome to Wednesday morning. Preston Steve Radio Program all set for you today. We have a few things that are going on. Wednesdays mean a secret text word, and so we have that set up now if you would like to Enter. It's pretty simple to do. Just text the word secret to 39333. Up for grabs today. A pair of tickets to see Temple football against Tulane Saturday at the link. And uh, we'll pick some winners from that. We'll uh, send you back a board, see if you know it a little bit later on today and grab a random text or two. George Lopez is going to be on the program today. <clears throat> so we'll uh, chat with him in the nine o'clock hour. Um, also, our uh, Totally Office calendar girl from 2018, Juliet, is stopping in. Very nice. She's an actress. She is an actress. And there's a show that she wants to promote that's coming up. And is she a seemed... cover girl? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Pretty powerful uh, subject matter yeah. that uh, the play deals with. So. Welcome Home Soldier is what yeah. it's called. So we'll get the details from her coming up a little bit earlier. Are we doing Fox today? Because I don't see that Oh, I didn't put that things. on there. Okay. My Just bad. double check and make sure that we're doing that. Uh, and we also have uh, very cool information about the campout for hunger on the way concerning our car clubs. And we'll get details of that from our buddy Jeff Walton, who is stopping by today. You it's sound a little... Not- yeah, Sorry, go ahead, no you blood. sound a little bit like you just went through a camp out. Yeah, I know. It's uh, yeah, I had, I had a rough time yesterday with my throat. I have a sore throat, and I've been coughing up all kinds of stuff. Well, I brought I'm really in tired too. I brought in loads of candy, so help yourself. Is that you? Yeah, who brought yeah, that candy? Yeah, I brought in that candy. Sure. All, all it's very that. medicinal. It is. Just let it dissolve in your mouth and coat your throat. <laughs> all right, hopefully, that I would help. go with the Snickers. Uh, the medicinal aspects are very profound. Another thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Speaking of uh, Juliet, our calendar girl coming in, I have been getting loads of emails about uh, people asking about our calendar release party. We haven't said anything about it yet. We have one coming. It's going to be a little different this year. As soon as I get the official go-ahead, the thumbs up, I will give you the information. But, yes, indeed, we do have a calendar coming. We have information on the release party on the way shortly, so just hang in there. But it's uh, we're going to change it up this year. Always, always nice to put a, a new coat of paint on things. And I'm very happy with the change. I think it's going to be really cool. Yep. So uh, we'll get that uh, information very soon. 
Let's take a break. Come back in a second, and I'll uh, roll out a stupid question, the entertainment report, as we do regularly as uh, we begin our morning together. So that's coming up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. What does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, for starters, my competition really hates me. Watch as we get closer and closer to Black Friday. All my competition will start having their crappy sales. I must be in a business of idiots. What magical, mystical thing happened that made this diamond ring 70% less? You're just too smart to buy this crap. Buy real jewelry from a real jeweler. Come to Steven Singer on Jewelers Row. One place, one price. Or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So we're going to do the stupid question today, and we are going to give away four packet tickets to join us for the Happy Place event. It's Preston and Steve Night, which is going to be on Thursday the 14th. And the question that I have for you this morning, the egg white, the white part of an egg, actually has a specific name Huh. What is that? 215-263-WMMR. What is the actual name of an egg white? And let's see if you know that answer. Call right now. And while you are calling, I will go through some birthdays that are being celebrated on this day, Wednesday, November 6th. Okay, so it's Sally Field's birthday. Sally's in Philadelphia. I mean, she is. In right now. That would be so awesome. One of the greats. And, uh, she's she's Jason Siegel, right? She's turning 73 oh. years old today. Yeah. I, w- I walked through They're- that set the other day. They were filming in Old City. I was in town on Sunday, and uh, they, I didn't see anybody. I didn't see Jason Siegel, but I saw the filming of it, and I asked what was going on, and they were filming Andre 3000, I think, is a part of it Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you see Sally Field, please go over to her and tell her that Steve Morrison from the President of Steve Show considers Places in the Heart... His one of his top five favorite movies of all time. I'm sure she'll come in once you. And tell her I said. Tell her Preston said happy birthday. Yes. And then you can tell her Kathy said her favorite show was Brothers and Sisters, and there it should still be on. And by that right. time, she will have yelled for security. <laughs> right. Exactly. But you, you can try. Yeah, yeah. And I loved her in Mrs. Doubtfire. Absolutely. Yeah. I loved her as Gidget for Christ's sake. And the Smoking the Banner, the Flying Nun. <laughs> Let's get real That's here. I'm sorry. I didn't really care for her in Mrs. Doubtfire. I mean. Oh, I, it was her. But her character was a heartless, heartless woman. While you're at it, call her a hooker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying Sally Fields a you hooker. You thought she did a great job in the movie. The character was, yes. was not a nice woman, you yeah. thought. Okay. Then she yeah. did a great job if yeah. you if you did not like, if you believed her character yes. and didn't like her knowing how wonderful she is. Yes, as an actor. What a towering yeah. achievement as an actress. Yeah, yeah, also yeah. great. Lincoln, so many really. I incredible. believed she was Lincoln. Yeah. And she was uh, she was Mama in Forrest Gump. Yeah. Let's not forget that's about right. that. Jeez, that's right. Yeah. Just a few years earlier, she'd played Tom Hanks' romantic interest in Punchline. <laughs> yeah, no. And then she <laughs> and was then Mama. She was mom. his mother. Uh, so, Sally Field, a very happy birthday to you. Uh, thank you for being in our city. And we would love to hang out with you. She's 73 today. Uh, Ethan Hawke celebrates his uh, 49th birthday. Really today. good actor. I yeah. just watched him in Training Day. I was just watching uh, Gattaca. I happened to be Gattaca's pop- a great movie. Popping around and uh, forgot that he was in that. And uh, yeah, he's in Dead Poet Society. What a great movie. Shot not too far from here down in Delaware. What yeah. was the school, Nick? St. Andrews. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, 49 today. And um, he was in uh, The Purge, too, right? The Purge, the, yeah, first, the first Purge, one. which is oh, a yeah. solid movie. They, yeah. I thought the second one was even better, but yeah. uh, the first one was really solid. Rebecca Romaine is uh, 47 years old today. From the X-Men series. Married to Jerry O'Connell. Yeah. Uh, so they are... Uh, that that video the other day, somebody sent of Jerry O'Connell and... With the, the kids in the car? And, he, and he's playing <laughs> when doves cry yeah. from Prince, and he's singing along to it, and, he's, and his kids are going... 
going, turn it on. Stop. He's like, this is real music. Listen to this. It's really funny. Uh, she, uh, Rebecca Romaine, is 47 today. Does he still have a, Is his talk show still going? What's the story with that? I don't know. Uh, or has it premiered? Not sure. Or is it now in the Television Hall of Fame? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, it's uh, Thandy Newton's. Thandy? Yeah, Thandy is... Uh, you remember her from... Sandy! <laughs> this is Thandy and this is Kanicki. Uh, the Mission Impossible, second Mission Impossible movie, also on uh, Westworld. Yeah, she's really good. She's naked 70% of the time yeah. in Westworld. You're right. Uh, Crash uh, and many other things. She's 47 today. Uh, singer Corey Glover celebrates his birthday. Yep, and he is um, of living color. They came and did a performance of this song at uh, Camp Out for Hunger. Blew us away. I always, and we were interviewed uh, a while back just on the anniversary of the show, Preston, and I kept mentioning this moment as one of those stellar, I can't believe this is happening moments. You know what I remember about that is that there were moments where we all were looking around at each other. Right, yeah. Making sure that we realized how awesome how it was cool. at that. At that particular moment. Because they brought it. Man. Yeah. They brought it. And they were mere feet away from us. Yeah. And Corey was hitting these high notes, and, and we just couldn't believe he was doing it, man. It was so cool. He's uh, 55 years old today, Corey Glover. Uh, Maria Schreiber <laughs> celebrates yeah, everything. Yeah, that's right. Arnold's still wife. <laughs> but Even, they're not together, they're right? Not together. Haven't been together for years. <laughs> but in the eyes of the law, they're married. They're together. Yeah. So, um, so they just, you know, simply just can't get married to anybody else until they finalize. Yeah, the yeah. Or who the hell knows right. what the yeah. hell's going on? But the uh, <laughs> you remember years ago when that relationship first became public? Yeah. You had the regal, basically the monarchy of America, the Kennedy family, yep. and in comes Commando, right? <laughs> to the family, and this is a great. Yeah, uh, you have a very large muscles. What was Commando's name? Oh, uh, uh, Matrix, John, John Matrix. John, John Matrix. Matrix. Yeah. In comes Matrix. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good, Steve. <laughs> I never would have got that. Uh, Maria Shriver is six. <laughs> uh, yes, and she looks a little bit like Skeletor. Yeah, we're trying to get her in the studio, too. Oh, yeah, we are? No, no, I'm kidding. Uh, Maria Shriver, 64. Uh, actress Taryn Manning. Oh. Uh, Hustle and Flow, Crazy Beautiful. Uh, is she, was she in Orange? She's Pencil Orange is the new black, Pencil yep. Tucky. All right. uh, she was also in 8 Mile. She is uh, 40. She's a little troubled. She's had a few uh, issues. Some run-ins? Yeah. Hmm. 41 today. Uh, Lori Singer, who was uh, in Footloose, yeah, she played the uh, the preacher's daughter. Wasn't she? No, I'm thinking of someone differently. I, was she in a movie, was she a spy movie with... James Belushi, the girl with one red shoe or something like that. The man with one man red, with one shoe. red shoe. Was that Laurie Singer and, in and that? That was Tom Hanks and Jim Belushi. Yeah. I, Good was call, she Steve. no there kidding? You go. Yeah. So she played yeah, that's right. She played uh cello. That's right. Uh and yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah, you're pulling right. out commando facts, man yeah, with wow. one red shoe. John Matrix, I know the entire Laurie Singer career. <laughs> <You're on fire. laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> Lori Singer is 61. Uh, another good one for you. Steve Lamar Odom. Ah, wow. the legend. Blew off an interview with us, I guess, everybody else that day when he was on Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, and uh, he celebrates a big 4-0 today. He is lucky to be alive. I mean, he faced Khloe Kardashian and didn't have any treats. And that, <laughs> yeah, and that nearly killed him. nearly killed him. She <laughs> struck out at him. Uh, she didn't know the word. Because, you know, it's the same bear trainer who owns Brutus. Well, that and the overdose. And the over- that too. Oh, yeah. So the, 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 uh, <laughs> everyone who says about that issue, that case, says it was, it was a combination of both cocaine and horny goat weed. Which is a uh, yeah, you know, some kind of supplement. Uh, he says it was just a horny goat weed. Like, okay. I don't believe that. 
Uh, he's 40 today. And then the last birthday, Emma Stone. Uh, yep, La La Land. Uh, how many, when this is on, do you, uh, I watch it every time. I, I thought I, about just putting it on last yeah. night because I haven't seen it in a couple months, and which is so funny because mm. I'm not a musical guy. Yeah. Uh, as far as movies go, and um, I was, I, I went in resisting it, yep, yep. and I was charmed by it. I, I really, I have the soundtrack, and I listen to it now, now and then. I love you know, it's great yeah. opening sequence. It's great. I love the songs. I love that it's not your typical ending too. It's they really sidestepped, and I thought that was cool. It's not a classic Hollywood ending, nope. but it's a true ending to people who pursue their dreams, and that's yeah. what the movie is an homage to. Exactly, and uh, then like on top of all. Of it, you know, with the ending, because they kind of when the gorillas they, they, attacked. No, they do like a fifty-two <laughs> fake out at the end. Um, the uh, the Oscars, they they thought that they had won the Oscars. Oh, as that's well. right. Oh, yes, that's it, was, right. it was almost like a parallel oh. to how it ended. Interesting. Yeah. It's a testament to the movie that you forgot that whole colossal f up when yeah. it was Warren Beatty and <laughs> Faye Dunaway. Yeah, and it wasn't their fault. It was the Price Waterhouse people who had handed yeah. them the wrong envelope. I forgot what who ended up winning. It was. It was with the Mahersha... Was it Mahersha Moonlight? Lally. Moonlight, Was yes. it Moonlight? I believe that was it. And I never saw that movie. I, it's a good movie. Yeah. I like La La Land better. Uh, and you know what? And I go back and forth on, on Emma Stone as far as um, finding her attractive. Uh, there are times where I'm like, wow, she's, she's yeah. really pretty. And other times I'm like, eh. Yeah. But she's a talent. No she's question. super talented. Did you ever see the movie Easy A? I did not. Sort I've of like parts a, of it. A scarlet letter riff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and she's she looks good in that. She came back for Zombieland Double Tap, which I thought was cool. You saw Zombieland, right? Nope. Never did. Oh it's, my god. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. I actually just At that uh, point when it came out, I was like, uh, I'm not doing it's zombies. just like the departed. Uh, right, exactly. <laughs> now I was just not into zombies and I and I resisted even walking dead. I eventually came around on that. So I should probably go back. Just I the think Bill Murray scene alone. I think now that you've watched <laughs> The Walking Dead, you'll have a nice little frame uh, of reference for a lot of the stuff that goes on in the, uh, in, okay. the in the movie. Yeah. Emma Stone, 31 today. Happy birthday to everybody. Let's see if we can get an answer to this question. What is the white part of an egg called? And the answer is not egg white. Yeah. <laughs> 215-263-WMMR is the number. We will go to Cindy to see if she knows the answer. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Is it albumin? Albumin, yes. <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> Or As albumen. in Jessica? Or it might be albumen. I'm not really sure how you pronounce it, but A-L-B-U-M-E-N. Hang on, Cindy. We are going to give you a four-pack of tickets. You'll be joining us, the Preston and Steve Show. It's our night at the Pop-Up Phenomenon Happy Place at the Interactive. Uh, or this is going to be, by the way, at the King of Prussia Mall, Thursday, November 14th, 6 to 8 p.m. It is an interactive, immersive exhibit that features more than 15,000 square feet of playful spaces and cheerful moments, and it's been called the most Instagrammable pop-up in America. Tickets are on sale now via the Happy Place or happyplace.me, and it's here through January 5th, and it's at uh, where J.C. Penny was inside. Have you all already been there? No. I haven't been there. Okay. I'm Casey and I this. did it. All right, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. No. Uh, so when Christian Bale took on the role of Dick Cheney for 2018's Vice, he had to gain 40-plus pounds. Months later, his new role... As champion racer Ken Miles demanded a loss of that weight, so he's done it yet again. Oh, uh, Bale comments on the small space in the classic car, saying that these things are not made for comfort, these cars. He said they're tight, so I couldn't bloody get in them. I'm getting more and more excited about this movie, the, the clips that I see. Yeah. I was. Were you that aware of this? Not the rivalry, no. Yeah. I had no idea. No idea. To be honest. Uh, despite having a short window to lose the pounds, Bale managed to uh, get fit again. Uh, he stars alongside Matt Damon in the upcoming film Ford vs. Ferrari. 
uh, and discusses how bo- both actors uh, honed in on the intricacies of their characters. And Bale reflected on his experience saying that he was an easy uh, character to channel intensity into, but a great deal of fun as well. Uh, the movie comes out on the 15th, by the way. Did he win the Oscar for Vice? He won the Golden Globe. Okay. I know that. I remember his him having a funny speech. Yeah, maybe that was at the Golden Globes. Okay. Uh, but he was so good in Vice. He was, yeah. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has reached a truly admirable milestone. She is celebrating 20 years of sobriety. Wow. In a recent interview with Variety, Curtis recalls the struggles associated with her addiction to painkillers and the moments of familial support that gave her the push that she needed to stop. You need to understand that when she was a teenager... She was stalked by this maniac. No, that was just... That was Halloween. That was Michael Myers. <laughs> it was a movie. Yeah, it was not oh. a documentary. Curtis oh. recalls receiving a prescription for painkillers after routine plastic surgery, uh, which led to secret addiction that she privately fostered for years. I didn't know that. I didn't know it either. After she con- conquered her addiction, uh, she didn't publicly announce it until two years into her sobriety. She also reflects on the problem of dependence within her family, notably her father, Tony Curtis, who struggled with alcohol, cocaine, and heroin. Yeah. Uh, Tony Curtis was a heroin addict? I yeah. didn't know that either. What? Uh, you know, last night I was just uh, flipping around channels and uh, Psycho was on. I stopped and watched about half of it. And, and, With uh, her, uh, her, her mom, mother, yeah, Janet Lee, who was super hot. Yeah. And, super hot. And watching it, I couldn't help but see her. Yes, yeah, yeah. In, in uh, uh, Jamie's face, in Janet Lee's face. Mm-hmm. I love Janet Lee. And, yeah. and, and uh, um, you know, the movies that she's been in. And uh, they, they had a long relationship, but Tony Curtis was, you know, a known philanderer. And he was, yeah. he was, not, a, he was not always a wonderful person. Jamie Lee read a past Esquire interview by Tom uh, Chiarella in 1999, and that helped her feel less alone in her own personal struggle, and it inspired her to attend her first recovery meeting, and she has been sober ever since, 20 years, so good on her. So there you go. To anybody listening out there struggling, um, it is possible to get clean, to get sober, to stay clean, to stay sober, and uh, there's help out there. It's not going to be easy in the beginning. But you can do it. But you can do it. I think Mm -hmm. you said one time, Casey, other people have done it. You can do it. Simple as that. Like, boom, man. Mm -hmm. And listen, there's uh, there's a there's a little there's a little phrase that I've taken from uh, anytime I need to do something. Uh, the movie The Martian, believe yes. it or not. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's he's at the end of the movie. He's telling uh, these new class of astronauts how he got through this, and it, he uses these simple words. He goes, "You just begin." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, man, that's inspiring. You just you have to begin. Yeah, you, you just know? yeah. It's it's got to start somewhere. Yep. And there's a there's a movie line from the movie The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin, and the line goes, "What one man can do, another can do." It's just as well, simple yeah. as that. The classic line from Rocky: yeah. "Yo, Buckus." <laughs> right? right? Yeah. Right? If that doesn't motivate I mean, you, honestly, come on, guys. There's no help. Put that on a poster. <laughs> Yo, Yo Buckus. You begin to sit on the couch. (laughs) (laughs) And there went our motivation. All right, I have some other things to bring up in the entertainment. But uh, The Little Mermaid uh, was brought up from under the sea to the stage, and uh, Disney audiences were a little bit torn over the production last night, as is with all of these live shows. Uh, So uh, ABC honored the 30th anniversary of the iconic uh, Disney animated film with a special that was live and performed in front of an audience on the Disney lot as the original movie was shown 
on a giant projection. You guys watched some of it. Yeah. I was jumping in and out of it, uh, yeah. and, and it was it was a little to me. It seemed a little weird. Uh, I almost would have preferred that they had just done a full uh, dramatic presentation or run the movie, right? Uh, because um, I, I don't I don't think they jived well enough together. What did you guys think? Well, the floating in and out of it was a little weird. I, I never loved that movie growing up anyway, so um, it wasn't one of my personal Disney favorites, so I didn't care that much about it. I thought the performances were good, and, and we were saying off air, I think if you had been in the audience, it would have been really neat to see. But watching it on TV was like watching a Broadway production on TV. Well, here's, a, here's her clip. Wouldn't you think <laughs> complete, but I want more. And it's, the up recording's where they poor. Walk, up where they run. Okay. It was done on a phone. <laughs> I love this. Wandering free. Wish I could be part of that world. Wow. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to say you're pretty good on that. It was one of my favorite movies growing up. It was one of my favorite Disney movies. So I had to tune in just for a little bit. And what I saw, I liked. I I didn't see the the switch back and forth. I watched one of the songs. I I tuned in right when she was singing that song. She was excellent, by the way. She was. Uh, Who's the the actress? What's her name? What's her name? Her name is uh, Aliu. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Auli uh, Cravalo. It looks like a, a Hawaiian uh, yeah. name, possibly. I'm not 100 percent sure, but Kilauea volcano. It well, did it's not sa- Hawaiian because it's got a V in it. Anyway, go ahead. Nick was right. It did sound like the audience loved it because right when she they kind of lifted her up into the air as if she was swimming through the water, and yeah. like you could hear the audience, they went crazy over it. Well, that's cool. Uh, so yes, uh, the uh, the gal. Her name is uh, the gal. Uh, uh, well, it's A U L I apostrophe I. Aeoli Villanova. No, not Aeoli Villanova. <laughs> you don't okay. think that's Aeoli Villanova? Aeoli Villanova. Aeoli Villanova. Aeoli on. Aulia. What's that from Major League? No, it's from Coming to America. Aeolia. Uh, anyhow, uh, she donned a long red, uh, long red tresses and eyebrows and became the Disney princess. Jody Benson, the original voice of Ariel, by the way, made a special appearance in the intro in- to introduce the production. Oh, that's cool. Uh, it's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Many years of passion since I first played The <laughs> 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 Little Mermaid. God. Wait, wasn't there a local wedding like down at the shore and they hired, I don't know if it was the woman that played her, but one of the Din- Disney princesses to come in and sing. Does anyone know what I'm talking no. about, Marissa? Wow, that's a lot of money, right? Yes, and it was it was you know a, a, a local notable person. Like the dad did it for the daughter or something like that. I, I agree with you. I I always I liked the Little Mermaid. I wasn't fanatical for it. Uh, you know that's pre CGI pre you right. know, computer, so it's it all hand drawn, old school drawn. animation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did you see Shaggy's performance? And as Sebastian, I did not. How was it? Uh, he's a good singer. Oh, well, that yeah. makes sense because yeah. Sebastian kind of had that little uh, reggae vibe to him. And, right? Right. His suit, he was dressed like the you know the lobster, yeah, and, or crab or whatever it's he a is, crab. crab. And um, but it was just a full red suit. And somebody texted in, and this is very accurate. He looked like uh, Eddie Murphy from Delirious. <laughs> like it was a full red leather really? suit. Yeah, I gotta check it out. My, see, I I, I have a, a new appreciation for it because my daughter was in the school play of right, The Little right. Mermaid last year. And I'm like, okay, you know. I, I'm the same way. It just didn't uh, grab me when it was out in the theater. So I think I've seen all of these cases, you know, um, or at least parts of all of them. The one that I still really got the most enthused for that I just really was swept up in was Grease. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was a blast. That was good. Yeah. 
I keep forgetting that these things are on all the time. I watched the freaking A team last night. They should be available, right? You should. Be oh able yeah, to get yeah, them. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Ursula I, was played by Queen Latifah. She did a great job. She, she was suited up in velvet tentacles, wore uh, white hair and gold shell necklace for the role. As you said, Shaggy played Sebastian. John Stamos portrayed Chef Louis. And Prince Eric was played by actor Graham Phillips, best known for his roles in Riverdale and The Good Wife. Apparently, the uh, Little Mermaid also played Moana or voiced Moana. Yeah. Uh, oh, no way. Yeah. Okay. All right. I liked Moana. It was a fun movie. Hey, real quick, um, Marissa has the answer. I think Matt Cord was at that wedding that we were talking Matt about. Matt Cord's a Disney princess? No, no, no. He was at the wedding. Who was it, Marissa? It was in Avalon. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a person has. And the, the it was Kristen Green and Bob. Gr- oh, that was her dad. Uh, described himself as Disney nerds. And the dad surprised them with the voice of the Little Mermaid. She it was came out wow. and sang a song. Okay. Nice. Wow. Many right. years ago when I played the little mermaid. <laughs> it's the high island of my friend. <laughs> she has COPD now. Oh, <laughs> poor thing. Poor thing. Wow. Uh, and diarrhea. Jesus. Emma Watson uh, may be flying solo for now, but she has a strong partner in her life, and that's herself. Uh, the star. Here's another one of these. Yeah, but go ahead. <laughs> Who's about to turn 30 is rejecting the societal pressures put on women in her age group, particularly expectations in the relationship arena. Uh, an interview with the British Vogue, Watson touched on her current status, saying it took me a long time, but I'm very happy being single. Uh, she plays Meg March in Greta Gerwig's upcoming film, Little Women. And she decided to opt the term uh, self-partnered after navigating the social pressures of becoming a 30-year-old, 30-something woman. So I think this joins the ranks of conscious uncoupling and things mm-hmm. like that, Preston. Would you agree? Uh, sure. Self-partnered. But she's happy being alone, so. You know. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't, well, is there a negative connotation to being, to, to the word single? I, maybe she finds one. Yeah, it can be. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try people, not to some... have an, an opinion one way or the other. It seems a little silly to me to just change the term "single" to yeah, yeah, just asking her about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, so uh, yeah, I mean, if you hear somebody is is approaching, you know, thir- mid thirties and they're not with somebody, you might go, "Oh man, that's too bad they don't, you know, they haven't found somebody." You know, I mean, sure. I don't think it means, boy, what a leper. Don't want to be around them. <laughs> yeah. But you may feel sorry. So I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. But anyhow, she said, uh, what's the big fuss about? Uh, she said, um, why does everyone make such a big fuss about turning 30? It's not that big a deal. Uh, cut to 29, and I'm like, oh, my God, I feel so stressed and anxious. Uh, despite the struggles that she's experienced in her love life, Watson says that her past relationships have built her up while adding that her focus has been on figuring out how to be at home with myself. I just find it wild that Hermione's 30. Yeah. <laughs> 30! I know. Yeah. Uh, I can only speak from personal experience, but uh, post-divorce, when I finally felt comfortable being single was when I met my girlfriend. And so, like, I, I felt better about being myself. I felt better being a single person. And then uh, I think I was ready for a relationship. I think one of the, the big mistakes that people make is that they don't get comfortable being single. Yeah, absolutely. They, they need to attach to someone, and they sort of lose the ability to define themselves. And I think that will hurt you throughout your life. Right. But I think... Um, Remember, I knew all that Laurie Singer stuff, so I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the main point of that story is that she was turning 30, I guess, not necessarily being single. And there's, I think there's a big deal anytime you hit a multiple of 10, like when you turn 10, it's like, oh, you're in double digits now. And then you're like, oh, now you're 20, you're now so you're right. 30, now you're 40, you know, so My it's aunt just... is 200 and she's single. <laughs> but it's it's the turning of every corner for some reason, you know. Any, any, yeah. any benchmark, yeah. Any, yeah, absolutely, and that's when you, that's when most reflection takes place. 
I think the main reason you hear celebrities come up with terms and things like that is because it's a little bit more augmented. They're being interviewed all the time, yeah. and people are saying, wow, you're 30 and still single, really? So she probably hears that all the time mm. and is like, well, that's you know, She needs I'm to say, wow, you're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're stupid. Well, you're so Ugh. stupid. Uh, and you're a boy. If you want to talk about musicals, Preston, then you've absolutely given me no indication that you want to. But I'm Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yeah. Her version of Beauty and the Beast. I, oh, I, I'm a sucker for it. And the reason I said you're a boy, I remember one time a, a, a friend of mine had a, a, a daughter, a little girl, and, and like her big insult to this one kid was like, yeah, well, you're a boy. <laughs> I, was like, I love it. That's awesome. I love it. I think I was with you. I don't remember if it was you, Preston, or you, Casey, but there was uh, some uh, young men who were like, probably, you know, 12 or 13-year-old boys, and uh, they had long hair. And maybe we're out at, a, like, a Halloween event. Anyway, you were just like, hey, watch this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, girls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the kid whipped his head around. He like, what? Gave me the evil eye. <laughs> it was so good. All right. Uh, Ron Perlman, the actor, uh, and his wife of almost four decades are calling it quits. Hmm. I hate to see stuff like this. Uh, the Hellboy actor has filed for divorce from Opal Stone Perlman. Imagine you're the wife who says, I can't live one day more with Hellboy. Yeah. Right, right. Opal Stone Pearl. Opal Stone Pearlman, yeah. He's got three stones three in a row. Stones, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ron... And Kidney was another name. So... <laughs> Ron listed their date of separation as May 10th, according to court documents. Uh, the actor married Opal, a jewelry designer. Oh, no way. Uh, on Valentine's Day in 1981. Wow. Uh, the estranged couple has two children together, Blake, who is 35, and Brandon, who's 29. Last time they were photographed together was in April of 2018. And the news comes almost six months after Ron was photographed kissing his startup co-star, Allison Dunbar. How old is she? In late May. Allison Dunbar? Yeah, that's good. Uh, and Nick would that. have to look yeah. that up. So he is 69 years old, and it looks like Allison... So she, the, the ex-wife, or soon-to-be ex, worked at a jewelry store, well, and the girlfriend works at Spencer's. Uh, let's see. Don't got her age You on know me. what? Uh, they, I, they, a lot of times they've, they've stopped... Um, putting the age. Putting ages oh, on yeah, IMDb. Right. You might want to look on Wikipedia, Nick, because right. that uh, I think they uh, they might put the ages. But uh, being that IMDb is, a, is an industry uh, uh, publication, they respect the ages because right. actors... A lot of times, don't want you to know their age because it can uh, it can uh, it can keep them from parts. Yeah, yeah. So I'm guessing. I'm looking at a picture. I'm guessing she's not the same age as the yeah. uh, the yeah. ex wife of. All right, there is no, no Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. So, all all right. right, that's okay. Uh, all right, Kylie Jenner has been hanging out with Drake. Oh, great! This a, a month after her split from Travis. This Scott. story keeps coming back. Uh, do you think there's something going on between them, or do you care? I'll give you both questions. In the, well, I don't care, <laughs> yeah. but most of these stories uh, that are, or most of the comments from quote unquote sources say that they're just friends. They've known uh-huh. each other for a long time. I'll tell you what we we talk about the surgical enhancements, and we talk about um, you know the the people who overdo it. Whoever, I mean, if you look at Kylie, she is she's an attractive woman. Yeah. Um. And I, besides the lips, there's no you know she's had a ton of other work done, but nothing that where you see all the yeah, the lines well. and zippers and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's almost like like I get mad because it's like that's you're a billionaire because of what you look like, 
that's not what you look like. It's you know, like A Rod is is he going to get into the Hall of Fame for for baseball because you were juiced up half of your career? So it's almost like your numbers are tainted. And, 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 well, the funny, the most clear aspect of the whole hypocrisy of the whole this thing is that her what got her over the threshold, what started the Kylie Jenner empire, mm-hmm. was the Kylie lip kit, and her lips were surgically enhanced. Yep. <laughs> I I say to you, Greg, but. Is it an indictment of the country? <laughs> I'm wearing Kylie lip today. Oh, I hate you. I know. Why? That actually I looks remember. good. I told you I bought it. Yeah. I know. I, I know. I got it at Ulta. I tried one color, and it's. I like it. It's pretty good. You're giving her money. I Listen, I listen. I want my lips to look good, all right? Yeah. Get off like, my back. doesn't look like you're wearing anything. <laughs> that's like Kylie genius. It's, that's what it is. That's what I got. I, I got mean, kind of like a neutral color. She is. It's with, like Amper's new clothes. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't even. All right, anyway, I got it. Without all of the surgical enhancements, She's still an attract. She's East Delco yeah. hot, she's right? Cute. Yeah. yeah, East Delco hot. Yeah, <laughs> I think she's just Delco hot. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean like, she's not Radner hot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see your point. All right. <laughs> All right. So apparently they were they were hanging out at Drake's thirty third birthday bash last week at Goya Studios in L A. Kyla was also spotted at Drake's Halloween party in West hey, Would you like a pizza bagel? And uh, they hung out at his New Year's Eve party as well. So. I, think, I think I would. So that's that's why all the rumors. So. All right. What else I have here for you? You got um, some strombolis. In a recent interview with uh, the Sunday Times, Daniel Craig was asked if Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who was brought onto the writing staff for the new James Bond film, was a diversity hire. Craig furiously responded to the reporter saying, look, we, we're having a conversation about Phoebe's gender here, which is effing ridiculous. She's a great writer. Why shouldn't we get Phoebe onto Bond? So he's, he's very... Um, uh, she's great. She's from Fleabag. Okay. The series, and I don't know if you watched it. I'm um, not, and I've it, been meaning to. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, she's great. I mean, she's a she is a force, a really good writer, and uh, um, <laughs> so kind of in the vein of of Shameless Kathy, she's sort of that kind of uh, character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, yeah, no, she's and she's also a big Bond fan. Uh, Wait, so so people were asking about hiring a woman writer. Well, yeah. what did, the original diverse, diverse, it's kind of an a hole no, question. No, no. The, yeah. original, the original issue was whether she was hired to feminize Bond, right. that she was going to make Bond a more feminine character, which is all these reporters kept asking about it, and that's what set him off. So that's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. She's just a good writer. Yeah. Well, let's see if he comes out in heels in the next movie. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Craig went on praise. So is there a new mission you're sending me on? <laughs> <laughs> Craig went on uh, praising Waller Bridges. I just bought a Kylie Lipkin. <laughs> talents and declaring her as brilliant. So he, yeah. he shut him up right away. Uh, in Variety's recent recovery issue, Danny Trejo discusses his sobriety and success with staying clean. I'm in the new machete movie. <laughs> Trejo went from a 24-year-old heroin addict to a sober, prolific actor. Now 75 years old, uh, Danny credits his continued success with his role of giving back, uh, saying everything good that has happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping someone else. He's a cool dude. You remember the last time we talked about him, he was in the news for helping save somebody's life. The car had flipped over. That's yeah. right. He happened to be working on a car yeah. in the area. Yeah. And uh, but you know it's funny, Preston. You know you talk about people who are larger than life on the screen. And when he came in here to the studio, he's a small guy. He's yeah, not a, but he's, he's not still a large, he's still ominous, right? Yeah, yeah. There's something about yeah. him about that glare that he can. Get. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. In a three-night holiday event series taking place December 10th to the 12th, Ellen DeGeneres' special will feature a ton of celebrity guests who uh, will help her deliver gifts to unsuspect- unsuspecting people. And uh, some big names, uh, just some of the, of the ones that have been announced, Michelle Obama, Jennifer Aniston, and Robert Downey Jr. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna go around <laughs> delivering gifts, which is pretty damn Oh, cool. that is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I Listen, I was a sucker for the Oprah gift episode where she would give her favorite things. You remember those? those yeah, of course. of course. Yeah. And it's basically what uh, Christmas Miracle is. Mm-hmm. Uh, authorities have released the cause of death in the crash that took the life of Jesse Holmes, a professional racer and um, personality from the show Mythbusters. Remember, she died yes. doing a, uh, she was trying to set a speed record. Was that, was that on the Bonneville Salt Flats? Uh, it was on a yeah, salt yeah. flat. It was somewhere on, on a, an area like yeah. that. I don't know if it was that exact area. But the, the Harney County Sheriff's Office says it appears that there was a mechanical failure of the front wheel, most likely caused from striking an object. Oh, my God. Uh, she was 39 years old, so that is what happened. You're so, traveling at that speed. Yeah, very. It, something small can, yeah. can turn into something really big. Uh, Showtime's premium cable show, Billions, is about to add some top-notch cast members to their roster. Emmer-winning Juliana Margulies will join the series as a best-selling author who teaches sociology. And Corey Stoll will play a business titan. So they are being added to it. You still watch that case? I do. Uh, You know what? I got to watch the last two episodes. I completely forgot. Same thing happened to me last season where I completely forgot to watch the last episode for months. Is this season over? Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's been over for a while. And then we had... Nothing's over! (laughs) And then we had... uh, Dan Soderin, who plays Mephi, yeah, his character has grown in importance in the show over okay. the, uh, over awesome. the seasons, and we which is Dan really, Soder, really yeah. great. And uh, and so at the end of uh, two one season ago, his character kind of had like a, an important uh, change in in the series. I'm like, oh, I, I didn't even see that coming. So, okay. uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I got uh, two more episodes to finish the season. So Juliana Margulies on billions and billions and billions and billions. <laughs> Uh, and then one last story, uh, Emmy-winning SNL actress Kate McKinnon is set to headline a new series on UCP. The hell is that? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. Is it the Paramount is. Network? I don't know. Is that UCP? Um, the series, it's UCP. <laughs> you guys watch UCP? Uh, the series <laughs> tonight on UCP. <laughs> That's... Is it what the hell? Where's that sound oh. coming from? Oh. Where's that yeah. sound coming? You from? You know what it is? It's what? we said series and it lit up series. Oh, oh, uh, Where's that f- sound coming from? I can't yell that loud oh, right now. My throat hurts too much. What the? F- well, we have everything you need. Just tell Thank me what you. you need and I'll hit it. All right. Well, uh, how about? Uh, not, there's nothing on here. There's nothing on here. Thank you. Uh, so, Universal Content Productions. It's a, a couple. Div- <laughs> it's a division. We here at couple. There we go. This is a sister station. Couple. Uh-huh. Yeah, couple is is a sister station of a couple, and it's sister station couple. Cup. Yeah, a couple. Couple. And instead of, you know, in, instead of the uh, CNN, yeah. you know, yeah. couple, <laughs> this is CNN. Couple. <laughs> this couple. is couple. <laughs> Do that, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. Anyhow, James Earl what Jones. are we even talking about? We're talking about James Earl Jones. Oh. No, we're talking about Kate McKinnon on oh. a, a new series on Uckup. 
Uh, the series called Joe Exotic is based on a podcast about a big cat enthusiast who starts a rivalry with a fellow exotic animal lover. Okay. I don't know, man. Well, you know what they can do? Like, uh, 80... Bryant, that's her name, yes? I uh, love her, yeah. She has a series that she's working on as well that is sort of a low-demand series, and they continue with SNL. My question with uh, Kate McKinnon is, she is like a Kristen Wiig-level talent, so yep. I wonder how long she's going to stay on the show. Yeah, yeah, good question. All right, uh, we're going to do clips. All right, yeah. Jesus. Couple. <laughs> Atypical is Atypical. back. For another season and follows Sam and Casey as they adjust to the changes that come with growing up. In this clip, Bridget Lundy Payne talks about the growth. Whoa, who is it again? Bridget Lundy Payne? Okay, now the clip's ready. (laughs) Were you stalling? I was stalling. It wasn't sent over yet. All right, so in the clip, uh, Bridget Lundy Payne talks about the growth of her role. Here we go. I just loved this character so much, and I think that it found me in a way too and that like the two of us me and Casey were like meant to have this journey together but um Robbie Overshead the creator always says that she sort of is Casey herself so she and I have been able to build that character very slowly together thing sucks <laughs> season three of atypical is now available on Netflix season three all right yeah next clip here we go Midway tells the true story of U.S. soldiers fighting the 1942 World War II battle. In this clip, Nick Jonas explains on the importance of the film's story. They have an affinity for stories where there's brotherhood and camaraderie at the center of them. Maybe that's because I'm close to my brothers and understand that dynamic and that relationship. Uh, But also because this is just a story that I think needs to be told. What? Uh, Midway opens this Friday, by the way. I, uh... I'm interested in this. I mean, they're they're throwing all the the hardcore technology at recreating these battles. Uh, they start with Pearl Harbor, though. Midway was was much after Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm. so yep. yeah, see. it was important. Like the movie yep. Pearl Harbor, the uh, attack scene's phenomenal, and then the rest of the movie stinks. Right. So I'm, I'm <laughs> well, maybe I'll replicate that with this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We'll In see. the grand tradition of Pearl Harbor, <laughs> all the fight scenes, fight scenes will be amazing, and the acting will stink. All right, uh, that's your entertainment report. We're going to take a break. George Lopez on in the uh, 9 o'clock hour. A few other people stopping by to mention a couple things here and there. We'll get to all of that stuff in a little bit. We also have um, Secret Text Word, Chance for Man Tickets to Temple Football, Battle Tulane. Saturday at the link, Text Word Secret to 39333. We'll be back in just a couple minutes. Thursday from 7 to 9 at Duffer's Tavern, 192 Route 352 in Glen Mills for the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Enter to win Eagles tickets and signed Eagles merch courtesy of Bud Light Platinum and enjoy $3 Bud and Bud Light drafts and bottle. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Don't forget, uh, we have a secret text word chance for you to win tickets to see uh, Temple Football on Saturday at the link. Taken on Tulane. Uh, text word secret to 39333. And uh, later on, we'll see if you can call in with that and uh, and win the prize. And we'll grab a random texture on top of that, too. Um, I saw this uh, interesting conversation on uh, BuzzFeed. Uh, they recently polled their readers asking the question, did your parents tell you that it was illegal to drive with the dome light on in your car? <laughs> 94% of the respondents said yes. Yeah. And apparently it's not illegal. I've never really even looked into that to see if it was illegal or not. So I never heard that from my parents, but I heard that from other people whose parents probably told them that. 
So I, I would hear that often when I first started driving, yeah. that driving with your dome light on, you had to be stopped to use your dome light. I also had heard that driving barefoot was the yes, only way. Yes, that well. I think that is, though. That's what I was going to say. My parents said both the light. Um, but now that I think back, I think it was just that my dad didn't want it on when we were driving. Yeah. Right. Uh, because, you know, we wanted to do something in the back seat. Uh, and then same thing, that Driving barefoot was illegal and never to do that. Make sure you throw shoes on or, you know, even if you had to throw slippers on, if you're just running out the door, that you had to have something on your feet. But I still think that that one is true. Okay. Is I, think the feet, I think the feet might be true. Let's yeah. get to the bottom yeah. of that one. The Let's dome light, I don't believe is true. All right. Uh, there's an answer for the barefoot thing. All right, by the way, that. I'll never forget driving barefoot. I used to drive barefoot all the time. So and and uh, Especially when you're coming back from the beach. My dad had this uh, this beat-up Toyota Corolla. We just used to call it the Yoda. And <laughs> and uh, it had a catalytic converter in it. It was before when, oh, when, uh, yeah. when leaded gas was still around. You had yeah. to have this thing called a catalytic converter so you could run on regular gas. And uh, if, I, <laughs> if I was barefoot, it would take about 15 minutes of driving the floorboard of the car would get unbearably hot. No oh, way. Really? And I, yeah. and I they would, would set on keep, fire periodically. I would have to keep my heel up off of the... I yes. I had to keep both feet up <laughs> off of the floorboard of the car or I couldn't drive it. I remember and that clearly. I would clearly. forget about it from time to time as I would drive barefoot. So on a side note here with those catalytic converters, you remember like around Autumn Preston, if people would park over leaves... The uh, the leaves would set on fire. Oh, my no. God. Yeah. Is that I, what made the car smell like farts sometimes? Farts. Okay. Uh, sulfur. So here it says the short answer, and I don't know what the source of this is, but it says the short answer is no. There are no federal or state laws that prohibit oh driving gosh. a car without <laughs> shoes on. I okay. could have sworn that that was illegal. It's good wow. to know. It's okay. probably not wise. But state yeah. laws may be different uh, for other types of motor vehicles like motorcycles. Well, who the hell is driving a motorcycle <laughs> with no, seriously. barefoot? Yeah. You're wearing a helmet. <laughs> and, you're, well, and you're trying to switch. switch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can't do that without shoes on. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, with, with the dome light thing, I don't necessarily think it was parents saying that to kids that are that are learning how to drive. Uh, like you were saying, Kathy. No, I think no. It's, we were I think in the back seat. Yeah, I think it's oh. more so like... The kids have the the light on in the back seat. So, and it's bothering the driver. And it's bothering the driver. But I've never said that to my kids. I would say I can't, can't see. Me too. I yeah. can't see when you I, have that light. I don't on. like. Yeah. I don't like when when the uh, you, occasionally we've been doing stuff where you're driving along and say my wife has to look for something in a pocketbook and it pop on the interior light. Yeah. But I like. Did you find it yet? Did you find it yet? <laughs> Fortunately, but I if it is distracting it enough, is distracting or if for it's me. like a like a secondary offense where you can actually like you know if maybe if you're swerving or something like that and your interior light is on. Right. Can the police pull you over and say that Good needs question. to be turned off? Here's what happens. When the interior light's on, you're lit up and you're reflecting in the glass around you. And that that's what throws me off. Yeah, yeah. You know, but fortunately now in most cars, they have the little um, they do. Uh, focused single light right. that, uh, for each seat. Uh, as opposed to the full dome light going right. on in the middle of the, car. the entire car with yeah, light. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> right, the right. car is now illuminated. On the center stage. Uh, yeah. there, I found a really fascinating site with some uh, some information. It's legal to drink and drive with an open container in Mississippi. What? what? Yeah. It's what? Uh, illegal. As long as you're not milk. over the limit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nope. Of beer, Steve. All right. uh, it is illegal to drive with a dog in your lap in New Jersey. Okay. You, you can't have a dog in your lap. Um, there was another one about driving without a shirt on, uh, because some people are texting in saying it's illegal to drive with a shirt off, uh, or, um, flip-flops in New Jersey, but that is legal. All right. Can I ask you a question? Um, obviously it's not uh, legal to drink and drive. 
I know in Pennsylvania, it's not legal for a passenger in your car to have an open container. Is that legal in New Jersey? Like, if, so, if the, so if someone the, in yeah. the backseat drinking a beer. Uh, backseat, passenger right. seat, as right, long right. as the driver, him, him or herself, is not. Because I had always heard that it was legal. In uh, pe- not in Pennsylvania. Not in Pennsylvania, right, but okay. in New Jersey. I had heard that it was legal, and I don't know if that's true. Or I'll not. see I, if I can find a case, I, but here's one that gets to me every time that I see it, and it is illegal to drive with headphones on in Pennsylvania. When I see people driving with their headphones yeah. on, it really pisses me off. Yeah, because you pre- can't hear emergency vehicles. Preston, exactly. I saw someone driving with over-the-ear headphones. No. Shut up. I, I swear My to God. My radio was broken. Yes. <laughs> Over the like the word oh, was it you? Kathy pulled up next to me. This was uh, I thought that's what you were referring <laughs> no, to. No, I yeah, totally yeah. forgot. We were in the Poconos, remember? Yes. And, and we, we were doing going to the uh, cardboard classic. My radio was busted. Oh, I so I brought my didn't even know. I wow. brought my over the ear <laughs> headphones. These yeah. these uh, Sony MDR V sixes and. Uh, and Kathy pulls up next to me, and she starts laughing. I'm like, dude, I wanted to listen to music. I'm doing a radio show from my car. No, so uh, Preston. Something stinks. Uh, there's it, food. It, well, it's the food that was brought it must in be by corned our, beef and cabbage. Uh, yeah. Okay. Why does right. it immediately get filtered into the studio? I don't know. There's and a it, nozzle that hooks up to the food. But I, I smell cabbage. Yeah. I thought it was his I Honestly, Preston, I thought the same yeah. thing. I so that's two. I didn't know you were the one with the headphones, and yeah. I thought Casey had farted. All right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me let me go to a call. I'm going to go to Kate. Hi, Kate. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Kate? Um, I just had this conversation the other day with my 16 and 17 year old kids, and they just took driver's ed, so they know everything. And <laughs> the interior light thing apparently is not a law, and I told them to turn it off because I thought it was <laughs> okay. So- um, and I also won't let them drive with flip-flops. I feel like it's more dangerous to drive with flip-flops than bare feet. So with the flip-flops, the thing is that if you, if the flip-flop catches under the pedal, yeah. Yeah. that's the issue. That's yep. happened to me before. Yeah. So that's a good question. Are flip-flops considered uh, illegal to drive with? You're required by law to take them off and drive in your bare feet. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. You ever? Thank you for your call, by the way, Kate. Um, you ever see somebody driving down the road with one leg hanging out yes. the window? Yeah. I don't know how they do that. Now, it's pretty funny. I used to do that. On the, on the passenger <laughs> side with the leg out? No, on the driver's side. So never one seen leg? That. <laughs> I want to see both feet what up on the... I can do that? Yeah, that one's a little tough to pull off. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Ken, who was a police officer. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. What's up, buddy? Good. I, I was told the same thing, and I passed on to my daughter, but going back to the catalytic converter... Yeah. Uh, one of my first police departments I worked for, we had an old Ford... And it burned a hole through the floor, so they welded in a quarter-inch steel plate. And one of our guys fell asleep, and it wound up beveling the heel. with was a brand-new work boot. The thing was smoking. Dude, I believe it. It used to get red freaking hot. I don't know how that passed the safety inspections oh, yeah. or what. The old catalytic converter. Would get burned up. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Uh, but listen, you were a police officer, and you told your daughter that the dome light <laughs> and, and the shoes thing were both illegal? Uh, yeah, I told her the same thing. Number one, because the dome light on while you're driving kind of shades out your view of what yeah. you're seeing behind you. And uh, as far as the shoes goes, you know, in case you get stung by a bee, you, you, know, you prick your foot or something, you slam on the gas or hit the brake or miss it, then you wind up in an accident, you know, so... Uh, yeah, I just think I think you have better coverage of the of the pedals yeah. with your shoes. Uh, I, you know, Thanks, I, I, though I did listen, that, that maybe also the pedals... 
Maybe the pedals used to be bigger back then, Preston, and your foot yeah. could fit on it. Ah, but I, back in the day. Ah, back in the day you, with huge pedals. You need to adjust. Well, I do. I need to adjust the seat if I don't. Like, sometimes if yeah. I don't have shoes on. Well, I rarely yeah. drive with no shoes on. But even flip-flops, I have to move the seat forward a little bit. Yeah, Can you extends. adjust your, your, your pedals, the, how far they go in and out? Oh, no, I don't think so. Uh-huh. I don't know. Huh. Remember, Casey found that option in my car that I had no idea I had. Like, he, I think it was a yeah. heated steering wheel. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I do not have a heated steering wheel. Like, yes, you but, do. Yeah, you did. You do. But you do have a sailboat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It tells you, tells you you're low on oil. Oh yeah. uh, so Nick has this website pulled up over here to your left, Preston. It's illegal says, to drive to, yeah. And, and so it, the one thing says it is illegal to drive a golf cart on the street in, in New Jersey, which I see, see at the shore all I the time. I see it down the shore all, all the time. The time. I yeah. guess it depends on what is considered a golf cart. Um uh, are they just straight These up are golf standard cars. looking Straight golf up cart. golf okay. carts. And they, some of them look cool. Not as cool as like. But kind of like uh, like Weekend at Bernie's where they all had like awesome golf carts. Right. Stuff like that. Okay. Yeah, I just tweeted this site out and uh, and maybe we can retweet it on Preston and Steve's. But um, yeah, it's justpark.com and uh, it talks about uh, legality with uh, t-shirts on and off. It talks about uh, flip-flops. It also talks about oral sex and where that is legal and not illegal. Legal? Yeah, illegal? In some spots, it's legal. Some spots, um... What do you mean? Like, illegal to anywhere or out in public? No, at the shore, you can't perform oral sex with flip-flops on. In a golf cart. Driving. I'm I'm assuming if you're a driver, you're not With the dome light on. (laughs) (laughs) To be the performer of sex? Oh, no, no. I've done it. (laughs) You just got to get a dwarf to sit on the deck. Oh, Man, so much is illegal in New Jersey. You can't drive with a cracked windshield in New Jersey. What? Oh, I thought you meant... I think meant slightly, no, I thought you meant slightly rolled down. I'm like, what are you <laughs> Now, that's just a bit much. Roll down your window. I can't. I can't. It's illegal. illegal. I'm a police officer. I, I nope, don't care. I can't. This is a setup. This is entrapment. In every state, it's illegal. Uh, sorry, it's inadvisable to drive uh, without, uh, to drive barefoot, but not illegal. I've heard with the cracked windshield on the, the front windshield anyway that yeah if it, if it obscures uh, your your vision if it's if it's somewhere <laughs> above I don't know six or eight inches off of the 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 frame it's, that it's illegal. Considered illegal. I, I got pulled over twice as a kid one of my no first kidding. cars. It had a crack impressed, and so what I did is I took the crack. It sort of looked like a tank sighting. Yes. You know, thing. And then I just drew a full tank. <laughs> nice. I guess I thought that would be illegal. And the police officer says, "What is that?" It's, it's a tank, sorry. <laughs> you know what I find funny? Because reading through Bizarre Files and uh, the majority of um, big drug busts and things like that happen because someone gets pulled over for a taillight being out. Yeah, yeah. How many times have you in yeah. your life ever had your taillight out? Maybe a handful of times. Never. And here are vehicles bussing a million dollars yeah. worth of coke in the trunk. Yeah. I would give the vehicle the once over. <laughs> well, it's here, like but in here's Pulp the Fiction thing, where the wolf yeah. is like, there better be nothing wrong with this car. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't like you don't know. I've been pulled over for that. I had no idea my taillight was out. Well, yeah, you and don't know. Would, How would you know? Yeah. yeah. I had somebody, my brake lights didn't work, man. Somebody almost rear-ended me, oh, wow. and that's how you find out, usually, if your brake lights aren't working. Casey, you had asked about uh, open containers of alcohol, and yes. uh, they it's illegal in New, uh, New Jersey. This is for passengers, not for drivers, but it is legal in Delaware. Huh. What about here? Wow. Uh, illegal in Pennsylvania. Uh, illegal in Pennsylvania for anybody in the car to have an open container of alcohol. Correct. Is uh, it, I, I, not, this is stupid, I'm sure, but I'll ask anyway, any, any kind of, uh, like, eczema? No, any any. I think anything other liquids are okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let me go. Hang on. I have a uh, retired police officer, George, on the line. Hey, George. Good morning. Hey. Good morning. You guys rock. Hey. Oh. Thanks, man. All right. What did you want to tell? Then we might be surprised that this is illegal. What is it? Uh, 
actually, it's something they teach. Every cop in the city is going to be cringing right now. It's something they teach us in the academy for what you guys are just saying about how to uh, pull a car over to see what has drugs in it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> the air freshener hanging from your rear view windshield. Technically, that's illegal. That is illegal. That's yeah, I've heard that. Okay. They, they train us to actually do it just to screw with people. I, I understand that. <laughs> so, so George, let me ask you this. What about, like, parking tags and things like that? Because we used to have to have parking tags here in our – maybe we still do. I might still have it. I maybe oh. just haven't even paid attention. But, yeah, there's a small tag that hangs. Yeah, any, anything hanging from your rear rear windshield is obstructing your view. You can't have it. In the okay. And so so, so from, your, from your rear windshield or from your rear view mirror? I'm sorry, your rear mirror. I'm, okay, yeah, all right. I don't mirror. know if you noticed it or this or not, but Thanks, the like, rear view mirrors now, like, they... Things don't fit over. The, like, those tags that used to hang over, like parking they tags, do not, Casey, they don't, they're mine, mine too is thick now. super wide. It has, yeah. it has motion yeah. sensors up yeah. front. You cannot fit it over. And I, I, I now, I still have the old Easy Pass, which I just take out of the side compartment in the door and hold up when I'm going through things. Yep. Uh, you know, uh, but now you're talking about PA switching to full yeah, it's uh, easy uh, pass. If you have one of the old ones, they have them. They make them smaller now. I know, and I yeah, yeah. and they're, they're you, you don't mind sticking them up. That there. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Uh, let me go to Dave. Hi, Dave. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You guys rock. Hey, Dave. Hey, What's up, bud? Dave. So my uh, my spouse is a little bit on the smaller side. She's five foot, huh. and she loves to throw her feet up on the dash on the passenger side. And it's not illegal. We, I, I look. No, but if you, if her airbag illegal. goes off, is going to put her knees in her eye sockets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I, I'm, I'm constantly telling her, I'm like, just please, for the sake of my, my sanity, just put your feet down. And you know what? You know what, Dave? It's it sort of like it sort of pisses me off if someone gets in the car, my car, and and starts to do that. I, you know, hey, Ellie May, yeah. could could you could you ratchet that back a little bit? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm curious if that is illegal or not. I mean, yeah, but you it, raise you raise a safety not. point. Oh, it's it's not? actually not, because no, it, thanks, Dave. Nothing that prohibits it. Yeah, that but, you're exactly right. That airbag deploys. Oh my god, it's going to snap your legs right up into your face. Yep, yep. That happened to my you. to my cousin. I don't know if you guys remember her. She um, interned down at Ben FM for a little while, a couple of years ago. Yeah. But she was on her way to college, um, up at Boston University, and she her dad was driving, and she had her feet up on the dashboard, and they something happened with with the steering of the vehicle. They were on the highway, so it was, it was a really bad crash. Neither of them remember it, but her knees went into. She lost all her front teeth. She Broke Whoa. bones in her face. Yeah. So that ex- that exact thing happened to her. Yep. yep. Yeah. You you definitely it's a it's a violent explosion yeah. that airbag coming out. Do you ever in the passenger seat? Do you ever sit with your knees on the seat and draped over the back of the seat with your head hanging down? Yeah. I can't do that. Uh, I do that all the time. Yeah, really. I don't drive like that. I'm sleepy. I'm sleepy. <laughs> uh, let me see. I will go to Zach. Uh, hi, Zach. Good morning, sir. Morning, you guys rock. Thanks, man. What's up, buddy? So, first off, the the thing that I heard coming up that was illegal was the headphones. Nick had mentioned that. Yes. Um, Also, I have a bit of a confession. Nick, I have broken this law. Well, you were going Uh, to jail, mister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know. Sleep tight, son. Are you wearing headphones right now? Are you wearing headphones right now, Zach? No. No. Okay. So what happens is uh, every year my girlfriend's family goes to Canada, and I'm one of the drivers. <laughs> my girlfriend will sit in the passenger seat and fall asleep, and I want to listen to music. 
Say that again now? Wait. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you over the machine gun fire. Machine gun fire. <laughs> I know. It's so loud. <laughs> so she wants, so you do it because you're both driving and she, and you do, another the other person wants to go to sleep and you put your headphones yeah. on. What happens, though, as a driver of the vehicle, it diminishes your ability to uh, hear environmental things. Right. Well, yep. I, I keep one ear off. You keep one ear off? He takes his one ear off. <laughs> okay. All right. Then All right, like a time. DJ, like a club DJ. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I only listen to one headphone, so that way I'm still able to hear emergency vehicles and horns. You know, God forbid that needs to be a thing. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, that way my girlfriend gets to sleep. I get to enjoy my tunes. All right. Here's what I'll recommend. Why don't you get her earplugs instead of you wearing headphones? I think that might be a better idea. That could work, too. Uh, ah, she's yeah. a bitch. She wouldn't know how that. Or, or just have have her put the headphones on. Do you, you have her the, put the headphones on? And you listen to the and radio. you listen to the radio. Yeah. Zach, do you live in Pennsylvania? No, well, I live in Jersey, but I had to drive through basically all of Pennsylvania to get to Canada. I had to drive through like Scranton and through the Poconos and stuff. So I'm I'm in Pennsylvania for at least half. All right. Well, right. so it's it's uh, illegal to do it in Pennsylvania to drive with headphones on. It's legal, I... however, in New Jersey and in Delaware. Yeah. So yeah. just reroute your Canadian yeah. trip yeah. through Delaware. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Go through Delaware, down through Thanks, Virginia, Zach. come around through <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> You can make um, it work. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's possible. I, I dated a girl who hated fish. She just hated it. I understand. She was more meat. And there was a, um, uh, we were driving. This happened a couple of times where we were driving. She had fallen asleep. And then I put fish on. And she, like, woke up. She's like, fuck, turn that ass off. And then, like, went back to sleep. Uh, 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 uh. Driver gets to choose the music. Thank yeah. you. Dri- whatever the driver needs to enhance the driver's capability. It's part of the that's responsibility. That's part of the deal. It's part of the, re- I'm, I'm taking, I'm doing the work over here. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then so I need, I need my entertainment. You put whatever you need over your ears to cover them and you get your sleep. But, yeah. uh, no, because if I'm making it perfect so you can go CP, then maybe I'll pass out as I'm driving. And that could be an Issue. Hey, I have yeah. a random question, but uh, can deaf people drive? No, they're not allowed. I just made that up. <laughs> okay. um, I'm glad I asked. No, uh, that is a very good question. If does does being deaf uh, allow, uh, mean that you can't get a driver's license? Yeah, that's because I, I know that people who have um, like epilepsy or narcolepsy um, can't drive. Or uh, narcolepsy might be another story, but there are there are restrictions put on people who have certain conditions. What about genital sure. warts? Genital warts, you're definitely not allowed to drive. You could run <laughs> into in somebody yeah. and get your warts rubbed all over. Well, the airbag could blow the warts into your face. Right. <laughs> At what point of vision loss are you allowed to? I think not you could allowed be to completely drive? blind. Completely yeah, totally blind? blind. Yeah. No, there, there's they they so there there's systems in place. I I assume for deaf people who have to drive. Obviously, there's something. Uh, there has to be. There's no way you can. They can. Yeah, there's something that perhaps hears for them and and and, and sets off a light on the dashboard or something like that. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Uh, hang on, here is a oh. factoid, deaf driving. It says, uh, in many places, deaf people are allowed to drive, but for at least 26 countries, deaf citizens are not allowed to have a license. Uh, living with deafness, it says. Also, in many of the states, deaf drivers are required to have a special license to be able to identify themselves as deaf. I've seen drivers that don't have uh, arms. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who actually can drive with their feet, can steer and, and uh, work the pedals and, and so on. Marissa? My brother's fraternity brother was born with only half an arm, and it was his right arm, but he had a stick Jeep. 
So he used to uh, turn it with his left arm and then kind of like do the steering wheel with his nub. It's, it's amazing to see. Yeah. It was crazy. But you like, haven't that's driven a Jeep up. until like, you've nub driven it. <laughs> right? He grew up on the south. He grew up on a farm. He just knew how to yeah. drive. Like yeah, that. sure. Yeah, sure. I'm going do. out for nubbing. Yeah. <laughs> Can't give you the finger if he cuts it off. Travis. You know. So who do we special ed used to do? I yeah. mean, he had. He had. He was able to drive. Was he not? I believe so. And yeah. um, he was amazing. Uh, there are also uh, things like for, for, for people that don't have legs. Yeah, you know your gas pedals and all that stuff are on your steering wheel. Right. What about people who are clinically dead? Are they prohibited from driving in PA? They can be passengers. Right. Yep, uh, and have an open open, open container t- apparently. <laughs> Drink it up, buddy. I'm gonna go to Tom. Hi, Tom. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. You wanted uh, your your uncle is deaf. It says here. Yeah, my uh, my mom's brother. He's deaf. And he can drive around. I don't know if it's legal or not, but I just wanted to say. Oh, I'm sure he has the ability to drive. <laughs> oh, sure. You know, us, yeah. but whether it's legal or not is kind of what we were going after. But thank you, Tom. I yeah, appreciate it. I, I, I'm, I'm wondering, and if someone knows the answer to this, is there is there some type of apparatus that allows them to be alerted? For example, uh, a All siren right. or anything I like have that. A police I... officer. John says here can clear up any questions. Hey, John, how you doing, man? Good morning, Godzooks. Godzooks, buddy. All right, so uh, regarding deaf drivers, what do you know? Uh, deaf drivers, I'm actually not 100% sure, but what I do know is there is technology coming out of other countries with uh, newer vehicles. For emergency vehicles, will actually send a signal to the car. It shuts the radio off, and any heads-up display or navigation system will flash red hmm. uh, to alert the driver that there's an emergency vehicle behind them. That's pretty cool. All right. Yeah. I mean, so, because um, it, it, even no matter what, I've many times I'm like, oh my god, there's an ambulance right behind me. I yeah. have no idea. This is you where know, the blind driver has it over the deaf driver because totally. they can hear the exactly. siren. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Their yeah. senses are more sharp. Right. The problem is now is the cars are basically soundproof. So even if you're, you know, a, you can hear perfectly fine. The, the cars are so insulated, even the, the emergency vehicles yeah. tend to be right up on you. Yeah. They're actually changing the sirens now. Uh, if you look in D.C., they have this low-frequency siren that actually rumbles the car. Uh, so it alerts drivers so we don't, we don't get mad. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm a police sergeant in New Jersey. So just to let you guys know, if you're in New Jersey, basically everything's illegal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so technically, the, the the motor vehicle laws state that you're only allowed to drive down the road with your hands on the wheel, ten and two. Anything you do other than that, if you tune your radio, drink, smoke, uh, eat, uh, smack the kids in the back seat, that all is a, technically a violation that you can be cited for. Yeah. Um, there are no open containers in New Jersey. Uh, it's an automatic two-year loss of license if you're if you're found with an uh, a open open container in your motor vehicle. Wow. Uh, uh, anything obstructive view, anything hanging from your rearview mirror, uh, uh, you know, air fresheners, whatever it may be, that's that's a ticket. Uh, broken windshield, that's a ticket. Um, brake lights and taillights, um, you know, I, execution. I, I'm not a big t- I'm not, yeah, exactly right. Shark. <laughs> I'm not a big. Uh, I'm not a big ticket person, but when I do pull, pull people over for that, because I tell people I drive my car from the inside, so it's kind of hard to see what's going on outside of my car. Right. But technically, under motor vehicle law, you're supposed to do an inspection of your motor vehicle before you get in and drive. Yeah, I do a tune-up every morning. Do you, Preston? Yeah, I, yeah. I yep. rotate my tires before. I <laughs> yeah, right. you have to make sure. Uh, yeah. So actually, under Governor Corzine, uh, he increased all the motor vehicle fines. So if you were to like leave your house to run to the store and forgot your wallet and you kept your 
license, your registration, your insurance card in there. It used to be a $55 ticket for fair to produce one of those documents. Now it's $125 per offense. Wow. So if you forget your wallet, you're 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 in the hopper for close to 400 bucks. Whoa. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. Thanks, John. We appreciate it, You're man. welcome, sir. Bye-bye. All right. Take so care. Robert, good right. uh, usable information. you got to be, be on your uh, best behavior in Jersey. Very much so. All right. Well, anyhow, it's not illegal to ride around with your dome light on. And no. Even though your parents told you that was... The, but giving a world to someone on the dashboard. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, we got to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We're going to go live on uh, Fox Good Day this morning. And our friends from Duffer's Tavern have arrived. A meet and eat this morning. They brought some great food. We're going to go check out what that is in the green room in a moment. But I have a $25 gift card for Duffer's Tavern, if, if you'd like it now. Uh, call number 10 at 215-263-WMMR. They're on Route 352 in Glen Mills. You should drive by there all the time. Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is tomorrow night, 7 to 9 p.m. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey, gang, starting Monday, December 2nd, we are camping out and broadcasting our show from Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. It's Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance and fueled in part by Energy Transfer. Now, join us for special guests each morning inside the warm confines of the Beanbow Bakery's USA broadcast tent with free hot coffee from Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Join us on site and drop off your non-perishable food donations at the General Building Contractors Association Demolish Hunger Donation Area. Camp Out would not be possible without the generosity of you, our great friends and listeners, and our partners. Mid-Atlantic Packaging, Xfinity from Comcast, Mayfair Fence, Town Square Rentals, Pods Moving and Storage, Ryan Party Rentals, and National Event Services. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day right now. Here we go. Hey, Preston, Steve, uh, as you were talking about all day yesterday, police in Chester County say this 32-year-old Jessica Smith made up this story about having colorectal cancer to get money. Tell us more about what you've learned. Preston, you want to start? Well, we uh, we, we had been contacted a little while back about this uh, particular person for an event, our, our Camp Out for Hunger, that's coming up. And it was actually, Nick was kind of the point person on this. He's uh, He knows a little bit more about it than uh, than I do. Yeah, she contacted okay. me about a year ago, Mike, and uh, we had a little bit of back and forth, and then it sort of fell apart. And then, um, in essence, allegedly, uh, so a lot of this is alleged, and, and she hasn't been convicted yet, just arrested, but... Um, she created an event that was never going to happen, and that, that event was uh, associated with the Camp Out for Hunger. We never yeah. signed off on it, and uh, there was a charity angle. There was also a cancer scam. So there are scams upon scams upon scams, and we've been dealing with it over the last few months and not really been able to talk about it publicly, but uh, because of the arrest uh, this week, we've been able to. And she, she was taking money from people for this event. The people have not gotten their money back. So these are listeners of our show, our number yeah. one charity event to feed the, you know, the... Uh, the homeless and the, and the people uh, who are a little bit more destitute in Philadelphia. You know, you guys have been out to it. Sure. Yeah. And uh, and and here she is co-opting that for that. So, again, Nick was sort of handling it. it was, you know, we always like to entertain things from people who are going to help add to the charity. Yeah. But help. then the, the floodgates opened up, and yesterday we were getting all sorts of calls from people who had interacted and had... Uh, bizarre experiences with yeah. this person. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. And it's just sad because you want to believe people if they well, say they're yeah. going well, through something. And that's, that's, it. that's the gist that's of the conversation it. we had yesterday. As you know, people are, are, are uh, contributing money. And if if uh, if we start to see scams like this, we might be hesitant to help somebody out who well, really yeah. needs help. And that know? was the whole the, the GoFundMe was predicated on, hey, listen, you remember when it first started? Great, we can help this person. We can help this. Sure. Yeah. And it makes somebody reticent. There's so much collateral damage to things like this because it, 
people who are really in need now end up being victims of this because people are now going to say, I'm not so sure about this. And, and what also makes this interesting is that she was doubling down, too. When people started to question, she went on Facebook and on podcasts saying, no, I really am sick. And we actually have a clip of her saying this. Okay, here it is. If anyone straight up came up to me and was like, I think you're faking this, I, I literally would say, okay, you're coming to chemo with me on Monday. <laughs> wow. Like, Did anybody like take her up no, on that? Yeah, no one took her up on that Jeez. offer. I'm wondering if she'll ever not double down. I, I believe that uh, she continues yeah. to maintain this um, really? line. line of, And, uh, yeah, I, I, Alex, I, I, I hope for the best. And, listen, uh, there are ways to get help out there if you need it. So, uh, you know, maybe she should so, do that. Well, she- she she was married, right? Or is she married? She was, yeah. And there, there's elements with her family, with her soon-to-be ex-husband, with her parents. Uh, it's it's really one layer of story after another with it, this person. It was her friends who put or some friends who put together yeah. the podcast where they started to question all of these claims. And so it was one. Yeah. It, to me, it, it it seemed like a, a sort of a homegrown Ponzi type thing it, where yeah, you, it is. you were you were you were. You were using one thing to pay for another thing to pay for another thing. It was very much a house of cards, and that house of cards is is starting to crash uh, down on her. How much money are we talking about? Well, the the GoFundMe was about $10,000, but there was also a Facebook uh, fundraising effort. And so uh, GoFundMe is pretty good about refunding people if there is a scam involved. But there was other monies that she took, including the uh, the fake event for the Camp Out for Hunger, this weightlifting thing that ha- has yet to be returned to people who uh, had submitted that. So we're hoping in some way we can get the yeah. money back to them as well. I would say this, much though. lower than that. Yeah. Just, just if you don't don't let this kill your desire to be generous no. and help people. Just right. do, do your due diligence and try to vet everything that you send money to. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Hey, thanks, guys. Thank All right, you. Thanks, guys. guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you. All right, well, listen, we skipped out on traffic, so we need to go ahead and do that now. Let's see what we got going on. Kath, what you got for us this morning? Yeah, a number of things happening this morning. We'll start at the Blue Road southbound. Your stop from the Mid-County Tolls to the Schuylkill Expressway uh, on the Northeast Extension southbound. That's slow, uh, very slow, from Lansdale to the Turnpike. Uh, north on the Blue Road, your Jam 95 to Route 1. On the Boulevard in Northeast Philly, southbound stopped between Sanger Street and 9th Street. Also, uh, southbound between Broad and Wissahickon. You're stopped there. There's a left lane accident. And then in Bucks County, Route 1 southbound at Rock Hill Drive. Stop traffic all the way back to 413. Uh, there's an accident that's off to the shoulder. It's also partially blocking the right lane. So people uh, c- trying to get around that one. Another accident that was on the Schuylkill uh, eastbound. Jams 202 into Conshohocken, but that has been cleared. So good news there. Gladwin into Belmont. You're jammed. Also westbound from Pasiak to South Street. City to Belmont. The Blue Route out to 202. 95 northbound. Heavy from 452 to 320. The Walt Whitman Bridge to the Vine, southbound from Cotman through to Girard, and then also again from Ridley Park out to 320. 309 southbound at the Turnpike, the left lane blocked with an accident there. And then in New Jersey on the 42 freeway northbound, that's heavy Blackwood Clementon Road to 295, 55 northbound jams Deptford to 42, and the Ben Franklin Bridge westbound heavy the midspan to 8th and Vine. This traffic report brought to you by Whole Foods. Get lunch at Whole Foods Market for a limited time. Prime members save $2 per pound at the hot bar and salad bar weekdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's your traffic on 90. 3-3 WMMR. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Nick, I couldn't help but notice you're having a mango chicken salad over there as we speak. Yeah, and um, Brussels sprouts or mm. something with a little sauce on it? Well, that, that's the Szechuan Brussels sprouts. That's what it was. Ooh. And that is, of course, from Duffer's I could taste, taste it. Yeah. They're here. And, uh, Nick, you're going to be at the Bud Light Premium Huddle? Is that this week? It says yeah, Nick. Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> 
Not, I'm sorry, the Platinum, yes. That's uh, tomorrow night. Uh, it is from 7 to 9. says on my little info sheet here that you can join Nick and two of our calendar girls. Well, that's news to me. Uh, tomorrow night at the Thursday <laughs> night huddle. Night. Now, you've done your fair share, and they're, yeah, they're, they're always a blast. I love them. Yeah, so this is going to be a good time. At I'm Duffer's psyched. Tavern in uh, Glen Mills from 7 to 9 p.m., and you could win some Eagles tickets that will be given away. <laughs> uh, but right now, I have a $25 gift card, and we'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR. Give us a call. Right now, Nick's going to check his schedule, and we're going to do the bizarre. Come on. (laughs) WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Patient First. Another Patient First difference. Urgent care that's open 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day of the year. 19 Eastern Pennsylvania and South Jersey area medical centers. You can learn more at patientfirst.com. Uh, this is messed up, man. An Ohio woman found dead in her home was likely killed by her own dogs, police oh. said. Mary Matthews was found in her Ohio home on Friday. The cause of death has been t- determined to be a dog attack. Investigators found two large but thin Great Danes on an enclosed deck of the home, and blood was present throughout the house. You don't usually hear about this with Great Danes. No. Matt, Matthew's husband, Mark Matthews, found his wife unresponsive Friday, called authorities. He had been in county jail since Wednesday and returned home that day. There was no information on when the attack might have occurred. Mark uh, said the family rescued the dogs about two years ago, but one had recently become vicious, biting his arm. He said, I wanted to get rid of him, but she wouldn't. She loves animals. Authorities believe the dogs attacked the woman and she was able to put them outside before succumbing to her injuries. Police believe she may not have realized the severity of her injuries and there was evidence that she had changed her clothing as well as attempted to clean up the blood with towels. She was leaving for a Halloween party in her cat costume. (laughs) Uh, Police said the victim suffered from chronic alcoholism and took several (sighs) prescription medications which may have impacted her ability to respond to the situation appropriately. So That's horrible. Never heard of that. That's pretty wild, yeah. Uh, Some fishermen made a -a once-in-a-lifetime catch intent on some lobster. They instead hauled in a deer. A surprise considering it was spotted in the water five miles away from shore. The rare sea deer. <laughs> Sean Dowling, Jared Thaxter, and Ron D- Rendor were setting uh, lobster traps off the coast of Harrington, Maine on Monday when they spotted a deer. I am so freaking lost. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't believe the animal had made it so far from land. Uh, Where? The hell am I? And Dora said, I am sure that he had been going from island to island or shore to an island, and he couldn't see or got caught in the current. He was just kind of going with the flow. He Which was, way is Donegal? He wasn't trying to fight it or swim with it. He was just kind of floating along. There's no way that he made it that far on one tide. It was adorable pressing the footage of it. It's, it's, it's in the back of the boat, and the look on its face is like... What the F? Yeah, he said uh, they had to help. He said, I told my guys we got to grab him. I uh, said, I didn't really figure it out. I just said, throw him in the boat and we're going to take him to land. And they kind of looked at me like I had 10 heads, but they did it. Posted photos on uh, Facebook and uh, he said, found this little guy five miles offshore today, drifting further away from land. They dropped him off at a beach and he was good to go. So, wow. yeah, saved him. So, about that, uh, those deer hunters that found a whale in the woods, right? How about that? Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Imagine. It's, it's lost. <laughs> Scotland. Uh, There's disturbing footage out of Scotland that shows an idiot uh, helping insert a large bottle rocket between a guy's butt cheeks. Yeah. And and they light it up as his pals look on. Uh, So they light the fuse before the man leans over when sparks begin to singe his top. 
Uh, the friend yells, it's burned up your back. It's uh, scorching your ball sack. But as the fuse reaches the charge and the device prepares to go off. I cannot uh, put the fire out now. It's a national anthem. The guy runs, yanks it out, and it hits the ground with just a second to spare. The firework then explodes in a flash of bright colors. Uh, before wow, the 20, that's pretty. Before the 25-second Twitter clip watched by more than 160,000 people ends. It's not known where the back garden video was filmed, but both men have Scottish accents. Uh, the mindless stunt was last night's uh, condemned, or was condemned last night by safety campaigners and burn victims' relatives ahead of bonfire night celebrations, whatever that is. But they did that on Jackass, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple times. You see it happen all the time. All the time. Oh, yeah. It's a go-to. You it's really just, it's funnier it. with guys with Scottish accents. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's burn the balls. I brought it up. Uh, a man was stabbed to death over a chicken sandwich at Popeye's in <gasps> Maryland. Oh, I'm sorry, man. but that is a hell of a commercial. The suspect remains on the loose. The man was stabbed on Monday. According to a preliminary investigation, an argument started inside the restaurant when one man God. cut in front of another man in line specifically designated for those ordering the wildly popular chicken sandwiches that returned to Popeye's restaurants on Sunday. It spilled outside where one man stabbed another. <laughs> Responding officers found the victim in the parking lot suffering from stab wounds. He was taken to a hospital where he died less than an hour later. He's 28 years old. Police spent hours at the crime scene Monday night and are trying to identify the suspect. 28 years old gets murdered for a chicken sandwich. Uh, two things. I got a sneak preview of the spicy chicken sandwich on Saturday. Did I, you? Yes. How is it? It's delicious. Is it worth committing murder? Uh, no. Oh. No, no, no. Nothing's worth uh, that. Yeah. Uh, but it is good. Uh, it ranks... Just below the Chick Fil A spicy oh, chicken sandwich. Okay, so yeah. it's a competitor. It's really but it hasn't taken the the it, title. Yeah, it's crispy, but I also saw yesterday footage of these two guys fighting at a drive-through at a Popeyes chicken, uh, and this one dude just gets just obliterated. He's an idiot, and he and he punches this guy's truck, and that's like, oh no 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 no. He punched the truck. He punched the truck, and the guy gets out. He's like, don't you ever touch my truck again! <laughs> and then the guy who gets knocked out. He went like this. The guy who gets knocked out. Don't punch truck. The guy who gets knocked out, his wife comes running over to him. She goes, oh, Ned, now you you, you did it again. You know, like, like. When you, she, goes, she goes, when are you going to learn? I got to see this. Oh, it's great. When are you going to learn? This is the driver's wife? No, the dude who got punched. Oh, my the dude God. Who, he, he punched the truck, then he got knocked out, and then his wife, just to add insult to injury, goes, it's your own fault. <laughs> You're such a moron. I told you we should have gone to Wendy's. Oh, I can't believe he punched the yeah, truck. Yeah, we, we need that audio. Oh, yeah. Quickly. He did yeah. it again. Oh, again. He's so stupid when it comes to sandwiches. Oh, yeah, and then, and then some guy with no shirt or shoes comes into the picture. <laughs> I, got some, <laughs> I got some bottle lockets. Like, where did this guy come from? He was like a surfer or something. <laughs> All right. We like Spicoli. That. All right. <laughs> God almighty. Hamilton. <laughs> One last story. A bear that had been shot by a hunter fell out of a tree, bit the hunter, and then tumbled down a cliff with the hunter, according to North Carolina Wildlife Resource Commissioner Andrew Helton. Uh, Helton said the hunter rolled off a slight cliff with a 350-pound bear on Saturday. Wow. He said the hunter was uh, with another man who had shot the bear while it was in the tree. The bear fell out of the tree and then began biting the hunter. The bear walked away after the two tumbled off the cliff. Officers found the bear dead on Sunday, 
And it was uh, taken to a State Department of Agriculture lab for rabies testing. Jesus. Uh, the hunter was uh, taken to a hospital in Asheville with several injuries. Don't yeah. let me die without tasting a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, so I mentioned earlier that uh, we indeed are going to have a calendar release party coming up. We have not revealed the information as of yet, but yes... People have been requesting uh, the details on that. It is on the way. So yes. We'll, we'll make sure we have that uh, uh, a bit of information coming up soon. But we have joining us uh, from last year's Totally Office calendar, our cover girl is here this morning. Is it the year before or last year? It was 2018, wasn't it? I think so. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, 18. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so uh, she is an actor, and she has got a play coming up, and we're going to uh, help promote that. Awesome. Please, please welcome Juliet Valdez. Yay! Juliet. How you been? Wonderful. How about you? Good. You've been busy. I follow you on Instagram. I and follow you too. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you're posting pictures of you and the cast and, yes. and your acting crew yes. and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's what you do now, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. uh, You're really pursuing that dream. Yeah. So I've been doing it for about two years now. And um, I guess with the modeling thing that was great you know it's open but i just realized after doing that i was like you know i want to do something that's i guess more meaningful so i started doing the acting i've been for two years and basically what i want to talk about was um my teacher has been doing a play um for 20 this is the 28th um, anniversary of it now called welcome home soldier mm-hmm. and it's basically a tribute to vietnam veterans and you know what it was like when they came home and it's just honoring them and all of the things that they have gone through. What they had to deal with? Yes. And, what and, they had to, yes, what they had to deal with. Wow. And yeah, so it's just, um, it's very, very, uh, so many veterans have gone to this. My teacher, that's why he knows so much more than I do, so I'm trying to honor as best as I can. Yeah. Um, but he knows. Is he himself a veteran? Uh, your, your teacher? Who, no, who no, wrote, no, no, okay, no. He's yeah. not a veteran. Yeah, he's yeah. just an acting teacher. Okay. Um, but but uh, I want to point out, you go to the Playhouse West Philadelphia Acting School, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. And then that's where this is going to be taking place? Yeah, yeah. So we opened November 2nd. Yeah, November 2nd, and it runs weekends to uh, through December 8th. So there's 13 shows. Um, all the tickets are online. Veterans actually get a discount as well. Um so, yeah, but that's one more. And what are, you, cool. uh, what are you playing? Uh, who's your character in the play? Uh, you play a few different characters. I am a hippie. Yeah. You're a hippie? Yes, I'm a hippie. And I'm also a um, POW. I'm, a, do- I, uh, I'm a, a family member. So there's different scenes. It's just basically each scene's depicting, like, um, it's telling a different story. Each scene is. It's two acts. But the other, um, the other the, uh, yeah, so I'm a hippie and then I'm also a family member. Okay. Yeah. So 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 and and the, so it's multiple characters obviously and, and they're different experiences and, and they're relaying what what it's like post post war and what they have to deal with. Yes. And uh, and so okay so so and do all the actors uh, assume multiple roles? Yes. Yes. Okay. So it's an ensemble. Yeah. So there's all not right. really like a um, main character. Right. It's cast is really works together to be able to um, represent you know each different character. So there's there's characters um, there are people that play one role and then you'll see them in another role. Okay. Yeah. And for so for for decades this has been. Uh, yes, a, it's a, been on for really long time so i've just only been a part of it for this one year it's very cool though because yeah. I, you, you were saying a while ago when we, you know you you first started to get into this you were seriously mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go to acting school and yeah. and, and pick up the chops mm-hmm. and uh 
And, and here you are. Do you do you love doing this? I do. Yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah, I really do like it. I mean, it's you know, it's it's something obviously like anything. It takes a lot of time, but yeah. it's just like I have, have such a, an amazing teacher, and just Playhouse West is such an amazing school. You know, there's a lot of acting schools out there, but just what you learn and the experience, like this play, is just so it's invigorating. Just like going to see it. It's not something that you have to like. You can talk about all you want, but being there and really, really experiencing okay. it, it's very, very. Um, um, for many people, especially veterans, it's very healing. So I'm reading here the shows are Saturdays, 8 p.m., Sunday, 3 or 7 p.m., and then some Fridays at 8 p.m. So yeah, you, there's you like want to a check couple the schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you've, so you've done it a few times now, mm-hmm. right? Two, twice. Okay. Yeah, and, and we're doing it Friday and Saturday and Sunday. And have you done a play of this size yet since you've been going to uh, uh, the school? I have not. Okay, so no. how does it feel so far? Two shows. It's awesome. I mean, I'm on stage, you know, I've done different events, like there's different scene days where I've done scenes are, um, with people and yeah. for the audience like people will come out but not i've never done like a full length play before so this is my first one well this is the, everyone we have come through here who does uh, any sort of thing whether they're doing television or film mm-hmm. or whatever the thing they end up loving the most is stage work because yeah. it, it, it is you, you get yeah. that response it's in the moment there's a there's an mm-hmm. energy in the room yes and and so that's uh that's really cool so uh, as this goes, and now you know you 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 love this. Yeah, you're staying with the school. Is mm-hmm. there anything else in the works down the road past this? Uh, well, you know? uh, so I actually have been a part of two uh, feature films um, in the past. I would say about like a year. Yeah. My boyfriend, actually, Sean, he wrote and directed one. It's called The Recovery. It's in post production right now. Very nice. Yeah, so that's a going to be really awesome. And then we also have one called Between Wars, which Michael Imperioli actually was in. Oh, really? And I don't know if you guys know Harley Flanagan. No. Um, yeah. Was it? Chromax. Yeah, he's part of Chromax. And uh, it's like magazine. He's like a big, uh, I don't know how to say, like rock star guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah his yeah. band and stuff. He's cool, cool dude. But uh, yeah, so there's a couple of different people in that film, but that's going to be coming out too. I don't know when, but those are things that I've been working on, two feature films. And you love those? Yeah, no, I'm really, really excited to see them. It's cool. It's yeah. cool to see you starting to get those steps going, you yeah. know, uh, yep. and, and get that going and, yeah. and doing it the right way because yes. a lot of times, uh, you know, you, you, you have to invest the time to get you the do. return. do, yeah. It's something that takes a lot of time and just like, I'm just really grateful that I'm able to, you know, have um, the schooling and the teaching that I have to be able to do these things, you know, because it's it's something that, you know, if you want to do it, you want to do it well. And I'm just excited. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited for other people to see it. And I just really want, you know, I, I wanted to try to come on and promote this play because I think it's a really great thing for so many people to come to. And It's important. Um, it's, it is. Yeah. It really is. It's more, it's not just like, it's not just um, something that's done for us. It's more of just like a tribute for veterans. You know, it's it's such, so much bigger, yeah. you know. By the way, there's a veteran discount too. So general yes, admission is twenty two bucks, and if you want to go, if you're a veteran, it's only fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. So I know that you guys probably have a lot of people that listen. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So I'm guys, come that. out, come out and see this. You will love it. So here's the deal: check their schedule, but it's at the Playhouse West Philadelphia Theater, and you can find that out at PlayhouseWest.com/slash Welcome Home Soldier. That's the name of the, the play, Welcome Home Soldier. We'll post it on PressNC.com. Thank you so, so much. Access that and uh, and go see Juliet. We want to support our, our calendar girls. Yeah, thank calendar you. It's awesome. So, Yay. You look wonderful. Thank you. And so good, do you. Good luck. Well, thank you, dude. Good <laughs> luck and, with everything, and uh, we'll send people your way, okay? Awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Juliette Valdez. Yeah! Cover Girl, 2018 Totally Elvis Calendar and Actor. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friends from Duffers are here. We'll do some more giveaways in a moment, not at this very second, though. But uh, the uh, Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle is tomorrow night, 7 to 9. Stop by. Uh, because not only could you win some uh, Eagles tickets, you could also win an Eagles helmet autographed by Brandon Brooks. Ooh. Pretty cool. And you can enjoy $3 Bud and Bud Light drafts and bottles during the Thursday night huddle. So that is indeed tomorrow night. So we'll have a chance to win a little bit later on. Casey got the audio from the um, huh. video he was referencing earlier about a fight <laughs> at a Popeye's drive through Describe again what happens, Casey. All right. So... Uh... Something happened where this guy gets out of his car and comes over to this guy's truck. The guy's truck is basically right up against the the window of the drive-thru. Right. They're arguing about something. Guy who walked up to the truck gets upset and punches the guy's truck. Right. That guy didn't take too kindly to that. He gets out of the truck and starts throwing fists. Um, and yells like, "Don't you ever effing touch my truck!" And then you know knocks the guy down. And then after the dude, to add insult to injury, after he gets knocked down, his wife comes over and he's like, when are you going to learn? <laughs> Let me ask you, where was the camera? Is it like a dashboard cam? No, it was uh, the security p- cam for the, the Popeyes? No, it was uh, the people who were parked behind, or, you know, who, who were in the oh. drive-thru behind the truck. They were watching this all go down. And, you know, so they um, they caught it in, in the middle of okay. the action. All right, here we go. You get ready to get pushed. Oh my God! We're over. Don't ever hit my truck. Jerry, hit my truck. Damn it! Wow. Don't come up here. When will you learn? When will you learn? I just got his ass kicked. So this is after he gets hit Uh and he's down the ground. When will you learn? When when will you learn? When will you learn? When will you learn? You hear her when she gets out of the car. She's like, God damn it! or whatever his name is. <laughs> and she has that walk. That walk, which is this person. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. sort of stumble walk. Uh-huh. Yeah, like Trying maybe to get she... a goddamn sandwich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh that kind of walk like learn. maybe she shouldn't be driving, but maybe she was <laughs> left. Oh, my God. F you a-hole. It's pretty easy to tell when they're saying F you a-hole. Uh-huh. Yeah, so after the dude got knocked down and wife comes over and yells at him, he starts yelling at the guy in the truck. F you a-hole. It's like, dude, you just got <laughs> your ass kicked. Do we know? What, You're done. What, no idea as to what set them off. No. Was it his bumper sticker? Uh, no, I, okay. I don't know. I don't want to ask about your child. Yeah. Your honor student. When are you going to learn? <laughs> <laughs> he always does this. You ruin every drive-thru, you moron. <sighs> I love it. Well, listen. Speaking of uh, Popeyes and food, the connoisseur oh, is in the studio. The connoisseur is back. Mm-hmm. When is he going to learn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, this is interesting. Uh, you know what? Let me let me actually, before I continue on this, because a lot the of people... The connoisseur pe- is going to give a little preamble. I, I will, because this goes back to the stupid question this morning. I had asked what the white part of an egg is called. It's an albumin. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I asked that same question like two months ago. Really? Right? None yeah. of us remembered that. And none of us remembered it. And everybody I thought you might have. texted, and I got an email from a woman who said, I sit on a on a throne of lies. <laughs> because you asked it two months ago? I said, lady, I'm sick. <laughs> I don't feel well. Even if you weren't sick. I don't remember. You sit on a throne of lies. Yeah. Throne okay. of lies. And, I, and I'm and I'm and I feel bad and I feel ill and so I can't tell if she's being sarcastic or not. I, it's probably just well, being that's fun. from Elf. 
What's that? Uh, that's, you know, Elf says oh, that. Oh, you're right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. So okay. then maybe yeah. she's right. kidding. Good All right. Go. Okay. Or maybe right. she's deadly serious and you've well, just developed a stalker. <laughs> even though I sit on a throne of lies, America is sitting on a mountain of uneaten bacon right now. Oh. More than 40 million pounds of pork bellies, the cut used for bacon, uh, for bacon making, I should say, we're uh, sitting in refrigerated warehouses as of September 30th, according to U.S. government data released Tuesday. Uh, that's the most uh, for the month since 1971. Are people climbing this? Is this available for <laughs> scaling, or is it? The overhang came after a buildup in the American hog herd. Uh, pork output surged over the summer months, uh, through the summer months and through September. Bellies have seen a magnified inventory increase because demand is mostly domestic. All right, can you- Un- unlike cuts as, uh, such as ham, uh, for which overseas buying can help reduce reserves, hog producers started building up their herds in anticipation of more demand for meat imports from China, where African swine uh, fever has killed millions of pigs. The U.S. herds swelled to 77.7 million head. So let me ask you to break this down, because uh, connoisseur, because you know all when it comes to food. <laughs> sure. Um, I've heard the term bandied about for years, pork bellies. Are pork bellies what we derive the bacon from? Correct. Okay. Yeah. And but, that, but it's not its stomach. It's uh, it's just called pork right, belly. Right, yeah. right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, I was at Acme yesterday, and they had bacon. I had never seen this before. Buy one, get one free. Oh, my God! Crazy! But you can't do that unless you have an overabundance of it, right? I want you to consider this. (laughs) (laughs) Buy one, get one free. Are you crazy? Give away one with the purchase of another? (laughs) Who does that? Window Nation. (laughs) They do. (laughs) And just about every We're not talking about windows. We're talking about bacon here. But no, I did it window did, bellies. When I saw that sign, I was I did think, well, that's weird. I've never oh seen. Oh my one. god! <laughs> I'm gonna whip it out. <laughs> are you a big bacon eater at the house? Uh, we, we are all turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. Yeah. We we do like almost exclusively gotchals. My wife is just uh, enamored of turkey bacon ever since she saw delightful little pig pictures. So the it's mostly led to an excess for US supplies, but the glut could be short-lived if recent Chinese buying is any indication. Export sales of American pork have soared to weekly records, uh, buoyed by purchases from the Asian country. Uh, China mostly buys carcasses, which they then process domestically mm-hmm. rather than individual cuts of pork. Sounds delicious. Of course, the belly goes over with the whole hog. The theory is if we continue to export split carcasses to China, it will create a belly shortage. But I guess they can't buy live pigs, right? I mean, <sighs> no. It'd be well, too far to ship them. Yeah, it probably would be really inconvenient. Why don't you send them on commercial aircraft? Why not? Yeah. You could do that. You guys yeah. ever been behind a pig truck? Yes. Oh, my God. God, a searing stench. It's worse. So it's, where I live, uh, Hatfield Meats is oh, there. You go not far from there. So I know where I know where the slaughterhouse is, and sometimes <sighs> you'll see the, uh, the, the the containers. I feel so bad for those. So do I. So do I. You're going bye bye. Bacon tastes again, good. You know, it's like yeah, it's like Homer eating Pinchy. He's crying while he's <laughs> eating like, his pet lobster. It's so good, but Pork he's so sad. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, uh, we, we live on a mountain of bacon right yeah. now. And go to Acme, buy one, get one free. All right. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have some other things. Oh, I'm not ready. Music, now please. Ready. The freaking music. Yeah. <laughs> 
Pringles are releasing turducken-flavored chips for Thanksgiving for the third year in a row. They've done this before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where do you stand on turducken? Have you ever had it? Yeah, we had it one time. Do you uh, like it? Uh, I mean, it's novelty. I mean, sure. I didn't like I mean, it. Turkey and chicken and duck are all great. It's expensive. Uh, yes, it's very expensive. It's hard to cook. Yeah. We, we couldn't find a recipe that definitively said how you really... Cook it, so we just kind of got a ballpark, uh, and this was God. We probably did that seven, eight years ago, uh, but it, it came out nice. It was cool. We uh, there's a butcher on uh, Germantown Pike. If you're heading north from the uh, Plymouth Meeting Mall, it's on the left hand side, and uh, they sell it. And it was it was good. But Steve, I, I'm kind of with you. Like I, it was, I, I liked it to have it once. Yeah, I don't need to have it again. Yeah. No, no, I don't. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, Press, I sent you an email the other day that had, like, weird Thanksgiving recipes on there. And For, one, oh, I didn't see it. And one, it was a mental floss thing. And one of the recipes was a bacon-wrapped gator turducken. Okay. It was uh, bizarre. Gator's all right. I've had that before. Never had it before. They, it's, you know it's a, I think I've, I've had it. It's, it's sort of gamey. You can have gator at... Um, the, oh, yeah, at the Tiki Bar. Tiki Bar, thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, have, you ever had, have you ever had turkitten? It's kind of... No. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty bland, actually. I thought gator was. Yeah, it tastes like chicken. I, yeah. I, I no, I, I, I found yeah. it. Uh, huh. I, I, but you have a, you have a cult. You're the, you're well, the, no, maybe there's different cuts you can get. You're the I connoisseur. I mean, you, your, 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 your palate is well experienced. Where I'm just a humble boy from the mountain. I, I had, had, I had, had a, I, I had a wing. Uh, it was uh, a, uh, an alligator wing. An alligator wing. So maybe that was different than whatever <laughs> cut you had, Steve. Gator wing. Yeah, yeah. gator wing. I had uh, a, a reunion weekend with some uh, college friends a few weeks ago, and uh, there were some guys from Central PA who were hunters, and they brought uh, deer sausage and deer jerky and like fresh hunted and fresh killed deer meat. And man, was it delicious! Deer okay. really? It, it, oh my god, it was so I, good. I, but you, but you, a little gamey. Yeah, I think everything's gamey. I'm I'm I'm, I'm bland. One year we did make. I a like go- cheese puffs. We did make a goose one year, uh, which was interesting. It, it actually was really good, but there's a lot of fat you have to go through to get to the meat, and there's not as much meat on it. That's why you don't see people making <laughs> goose that often. Yeah. That's why hamster never made it as a turkey. <laughs> it's replacement. smiling at me. <laughs> <laughs> Cut the hamster's uh, head off. Uh, so anyhow, yeah. In addition, they are also releasing these are uh, Pringles cranberry sauce stuffing and pumpkin pie flavors in their Friendsgiving feast turducken kit. Oh. When does is, is this the weekend for Friendsgiving normally, no, or I when does Friendsgiving is it? Is it this way? Marissa is the only one well, who does that trendy yeah. thing. Marissa. They are starting this weekend. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't go to mine, guys. I oh, have a no. wedding. <sighs> but yeah, I think they're starting this weekend because you, you make it early or late, depending upon you know when your friends are available. What's the idea behind that again? It's just um, friends. It's, it's I think it started as practice Thanksgiving. Can you grab that, Connor? Um, where you just kind of were like trying out cooking a turkey for the first time with your friends. Okay. And then it evolved into Friendsgiving because it had to have a cool name. So not not with your family or your your friends. You do a sort of a, a, a pre-run meal with your friends and you give Thanksgiving with your friends. Exactly. Just like the show Friends, they always had Thanksgiving together. And are now, you Rachel? Uh, yeah. I, I probably want to be a Rachel. Right. Yeah. That's how, so I, I do it every year. We actually are not. This is the first year that we're not doing it because uh, a child almost got seriously injured at the last uh, Friendsgiving <laughs> too, that we had. Too, too much drinking. Last Friendsgiving. No. No, it was not too much drinking. So it, it's held um, literally on a giant farm. My friend lives out uh, in Upper Bucks County. The, tr- and, the tractor? And the tractor. I remember the story. They bring a tractor out and they do like hay rides with the kids and stuff, which were a lot of fun. They have tons and tons of land. Um, but the tractor was out being prepped for the hay ride and it was sitting and the, the door was open and they let the kids kind of go in and sit and whatever. <sighs> 
I don't know what happened. I don't know what emergency brake was not on or whatever, oh, but, the, but the kid pulled the, the brake. Oh, my God. And the tractor went. Rolled. And the kid was smart That's enough. Right. He was only about four years old. He was smart enough to know. To, he jumped out of the tractor and, like, rolled. Um, but and, and two of the guys at the party ran to the tractor. One of them got into the tractor and was able to pull that brake before it went down um, a pretty hill. a pretty big hill, and there was a lake at the bottom of the hill, too. So, Well, Marissa, your Friendsgiving, who is in charge of the tractor? Yeah. <laughs> Steve, we don't have tractors in the city. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> Yours are Sorry. in the city. Hey, listener, you know me. I'm all for multiple Thanksgiving celebrations. So if you want to have Friendsgiving... It's, you did uh, one in... Uh, a couple months ago, yeah, right? Yeah, we did one just uh, uh, yeah, about a month and a half ago. But that, was, awesome. that was that's how ours started. Was that it was so um, we had some friends that got together because their family was not in the area, so it was actually um, on Thanksgiving. And then um, as people started to have kids and have their own families, you know, they said, "Hey, we still want to do this," so it got pushed before Thanksgiving. That's part of the fun, too, is making the dishes that, like, my aunt still has her specialty and my mom. So none of us get to make the turkey or any of the, the specialty sides. So okay. for this, we get to assign ourselves. Nice. Okay. Like my amazing mac and cheese and cranberry sauce. Ooh. Are you going to bring it in or what? The cranberries? Will you eat it? I hate cranberry sauce, but you say that yours is delicious, so I want to try it. Okay. I, I do. Wait, wait. Let me, let me yeah. clarify. That the cranberry sauce doesn't go on the mac and cheese, right? No, but if they like, because you, you said mac and cheese and cranberry oh, sauce, yeah, I'm like yeah. that doesn't. Come on, right, man. Right, right. Okay, all right, but then I'll try the other. The stuff. mac and cheese is an eight cheese mac and cheese. Well, it's I'm really on board. Good. I was on board at five. I <laughs> had, he just up the ante yeah, now. Yeah. I had heard We're that. All com- in. I had heard that conversation. I was uh, not in last. Uh, was it Friday or whatever? Um, you guys were. Perhaps talking about doing doing something a, like a potluck or something like that. Maybe it's interesting. Yeah, All our best dis- dishes. Have to discuss that further. Yeah. What's your best? What of the Thanksgiving dishes? What's your best dish? What's your oh, dish that just rocks it for everyone? I'm mainly the turkey guy. I, are you? I, I handle. Yes, the you are. You've yeah. always been a good turkey guy. Yeah. So I I do that. Um, and, Who makes the alligator? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and and others will usually handle the, handle the side dishes. The uh, the you know whatever we so we always have a you know a, a potato uh, casserole. I know you hate the word casserole, Kathy. Um, My father was hurt by a casserole. But the, uh, you know, the standard green bean uh, casserole. Oh, yeah. so and, that, uh, to me, that sounds so disgusting. You've oh, never had really? it? No, just the word casserole. Like, whatever yeah. comes in a casserole form is, like, gross. And green bean casserole, oh, God. It's probably I bet you, delicious. have you ever oh. tried Target brand casserole? Cas- I love it. No, <laughs> I haven't. So <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I do like green beans. Preston. Green beans, cream yeah. of mushroom soup, uh, you know, fried onions that go on top, and there's some other things in there. Right. You know, do you put anything in a casserole and I'll eat it. I love <laughs> it. Um, my mother-in-law makes this like um, poop. <laughs> no, uh, pineapple. It does begin with a P, uh, like a pineapple casserole. Really? It's you know, it's it's a dessert, but uh, is it like pineapple stuffing? Yeah, because a friend of ours makes it, and it's fan freaking tastic. Yeah, I love it. Amazing. Right. Yeah. And let's start thinking about dishes. And I, I I treat it as a dessert. I, I mean, I will have that. It comes like out on the on the dinner table, but yeah. it tastes like a dessert. Yep, agreed. My so, specialist condiments. Uh, yeah. Condiments. Yeah. Okay, you're good with ketchup, and, salt, and, yeah, yeah. Mm. And mustard, man. Is this Heinz? Uh, so <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pringles is going to be releasing the uh, turducken-flavored chips, so you'll be able to have those. All right, let's move on. More from the connoisseur as we explore all the things on his menu. <laughs> how about how about something that's not edible yet food-related? Yeah, uh, please. Uh, listen, the, the connoisseur needs to expand. Yeah, Marissa sent me this yesterday. Hang on. Uh, well, first, you know, I will mention this one thing, but it's connected because these are both McDonald's stories. 
uh, the burger and fries. There was a, a franchise closed its Iceland. Uh, the franchise closed its Icelandic locations in 2009. McDonald's did this? Yeah, yeah. What was What was wrong with the... I don't know, but one man decided to save the last meal they served, which was uh, just token burger and fries, and a decade later, the burger and fries look eerily exactly the same that the, <laughs> the day they were served. Uh, and the meal is on display at a hostel in southern Iceland, uh, where it is also live-streamed online for free if you want to see it. So wow. you can just look at it anytime online? Ten years, yep, it's been there. Now... <laughs> With that, McDonald's is going to be dishing out some nostalgia. There's exciting news for 90s kids. McDonald's is bringing back Happy Meal toys from the 1990s. Oh, wow. They're celebrating the 40th anniversary of the first ever Happy Meal by launching the limited edition Surprise Happy Meal with some of its most popular Happy Meal toys from the last four decades. And a lot of them are actually going to be 90s-based. Yeah. What was your... Uh, so? God, they started doing happy me- toys in meals. Fast food places did started doing years and years and years ago. Do you have any particular favorite toys? Case? I don't. I don't oh, well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It, well, it's not a toy, but um, back in the mid '80s, they used to have the glasses, the collectible glasses, prescriptions. Uh, no, drinking glasses. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yeah, they had them in the '90s too when I worked did there. They? I yeah, loved them. Bifocals with yeah. every purchase. You could yeah, get like them. A, you could get a Coke float, mm-hmm. and it would be the McDonald's ice cream. Well, like uh, a hamburger. Oh, I used to like those. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, they would sell the collectible glasses, which were a huge pain in the ass because people dropped them all the time. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, the toys, the the Happy Meal toys, were uh, ended up being collect collectibles for a lot of people. They would come in, and there'd be four to eight per cycle of uh, right. Happy Meal toys, and people would come in and be sort of rabid about making sure that they got all of them. The last movie tie-in they did for the Happy Meal toys was the Hateful Eight, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It was Kurt Russell with a big mustache. (laughs) I've got Kurt Russell. (laughs) I have thrown away so many freaking Happy Meal toys because you get like two days worth of play out of them and then they're just... Two? Yeah. You know, I mean... Half a day. uh, Well, you know... Is this Kurt Russell? (laughs) I've been playing with Kurt Russell this whole time. (laughs) I thought it was Dennis Quaid. Uh, So... No, I've thrown so many of those yeah. away. I do, however... John Lithgow from Footloose! <laughs> I do, however, have from, from Toy Story 2, I had I got all of those toys, and I even have them in a, a McDonald's. Like, you can buy collections of them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And so I had the full collection of those, and I've kind of hung on to those. Thinking maybe? Thinking maybe. Some of them worked, some of them didn't. Their entire, all the toys associated with 12 Years a Slave were not good. <laughs> um, so they are, uh, the list per the release includes 15 iconic toys, huh. some of which are 90s faves, like uh, the McDonald's Hot Wheels, Thunderbird, the Hamburglar, Power Rangers, Patty the Platypus. Wow. Uh, the Tamagotchi, uh, My Little Tamagotchi. Pony. Tamagotchi. And Furbies. Hmm. Are gonna be All that stuff is complete nostalgia. Those are the only ones that I have on this list, so I don't know how much of the really original old ones I was are seeing out there. One of these collectible shows, Preston, uh, and uh, all of those things, all of those tchotchkes that fast food places would give away, they're select ones, as you would well imagine, that are worth a lot of money, depending on the initial run. We have a collector on the line. Ah. Uh, this is Charlie. Hi, Charlie. Good morning. Hey, how are you? Good, Charlie. So you collect these uh, Happy Meal toys? I mean, I don't, like, collect them actively anymore, but I have, like, like three or 400 of the Food Transformers from, like, the late 80s, early 90s. That's a collection. The Food Transformers? Yeah, like, it's all, like, different foods, 
like like McDonald's food that like changes into little robots. Yeah. Right. The casserole would become Turk Duckin. <laughs> no, it'd be like yeah. a little box of a Big Mac and it would transform into a, it was a really? Transformer. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, Charlie. I yeah. missed that. People people went nuts for those. How many were there total for the Transformers? Do you remember? Oh, I don't I mean there there are so many cuz they had like multiple generations yeah. of different ones. So, so like yeah, I I like I probably have at least like 40 different ones. Wow. So, but that was obviously never part of the actual Transformers lore. I don't. No, not Transformers lore, but it, more I, than meets your lunch. I don't remember if it was a Hasbro connection or just McDonald's ripping off Transformers, <laughs> yeah. right? Which, by the way, were a ripoff of GoBots. If we're going to be yeah. honest, <laughs> which okay. was a ripoff of Macbeth. I'm looking at the pictures of these. Yeah, I don't remember these, but nope. were, were they pretty small? They yes. look like they're tiny. They were, yeah. Okay, and you have like three or four hundred of them, Charlie. Yeah, so, like, it wasn't, like, because we ate at McDonald's so much, but we uh, collected them at, like, uh, at, uh, you know, rummage sales and stuff. Wow. Are you married? Yes. What does your wife think about that? She's in a coma. I think she thinks they're actually pretty cool. All right. Really? All right. Oh, good for you, man. Good for you. Yeah. That's probably why they're married. They're yeah. matched yeah. very yeah. well. I love your sandwiches that <laughs> transform into robots. Uh, I would secretly throw them out five at a I time while you were gone. Right? <laughs> what happened to 150 of my GoBots? Somebody there, there. Te- Don't worry. They're all there. I counted them all. Oh, yeah. There's only five here. No, that's 300. Somebody texted in uh, at McDonald's. There was uh, when I was working there in ninety or ninety one. There was a uh, Dick Tracy promotion for the movie Dick Tracy. Yeah, and I, I believe the grand prize for that was a million dollars. And people went yes. crazy for it. And, and so, it was, were you working there at the time? Yeah, yeah. And it was. Um, I don't remember the mechanics of the contest itself, but it was a collectible thing. So you had to get like uh, who was Al Pacino's uh, character? Uh, was big boy. Villain. It was Big Boy. Something, yeah, and the Mumble, Mumbles was in there. Yeah. Mumbles, that was, yeah, that uh, was Dustin Hoffman. Right. And I, I had, I think I told you guys this one time that I I thought I threw away one of those pieces. Uh, yes. And I, and I saw later on a picture of it, and I'm like, that was worth $10,000. Yeah. And so I dug through my trash and never found it. That's the only time I've ever dug through trash. Yeah. You and I'm like, oh, I no remember this Dear this contest. God, it was a nightmare. Yeah. God, when that movie came out, the amount of promotional stuff because yep. Batman had come out, and they were all trying for their own uh, movies. And Warren Beatty, I think, I think Warren Beatty directed it too. Didn't yeah, he? he did. Yeah. Madonna yeah. was in Madonna it. Madonna was. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. Who played Assface? What was that guy? Assface ass was yeah. Vin Diesel. <laughs> okay. Look at that face. Let's look at the house. <laughs> Do you watch? Uh, do you watch Preacher? <laughs> you know what I did. Yeah. I, I, uh, There's a character whose face looks like a butthole. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely. Wait, right. what show? Uh, Preacher. The uh, based on the comic book. Yeah, yeah. So there's the a good looks ca- like a butthole. We need to get him and those two people from Star Wars. <laughs> vagina face. Vagina face. Butthole. Butthole. <laughs> vagina face. Sarlacc. <laughs> oh my god. If a vagina face turns around, he has a butthole on the back of his head. <laughs> Flat Top? Is that who you're talking about, Case? Yeah. That's yeah, right. that's William Forsyth, who's been on our studio. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah right. there he is, Preston. Look, uh, from Preacher. Oh, my God. That's a sphincter mouth. Yeah. What is that? Right. He tried to kill himself with a shotgun. Ew. It's not so cute. <laughs> no, the, the fact that you called him sphincter mouth. Yeah. Wow, I thought a guy named sphincter mouth would be hot, but he's not at all. No. Further release, uh, the ni- 1979 f- saw the first Happy Meal, which was introduced as a circus wagon Happy Meal. Uh, starting uh, Thursday, this Thursday, you can go into participating McDonald's and purchase a surprise Happy Meal, and you get one of the 15 toys announced in the release, most of which were originally from the 1990s. So I thought that was interesting. All right, we got to wrap up the Connoisseur. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, we have a guest coming up.
Uh, so we are going to take a break. But as we are taking a break, we can get you some good eats since we've been talking about all this food. Our friends at Duffer's Tavern are here. They're promoting the a premium, the Bud Light Premium Thursday Night Huddle, which is tomorrow night. And I'll take caller number 15. I'll give you a $25 gift card for Duffer's Tavern. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And you can find them on Route 352 in Glen Mills. They've been serving delicious food to the fine people of Delco for over 24 years. They've got pool tables, golden tea darts, old, old school video games. Go to DuffersPA.com to inquire for holiday parties and special events. Be right back with George Lopez. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Your next guest is going to be appearing at Helium Comedy Club on Sunday. Big, uh, there's, uh, you know what they used to say, like the old monster truck things they used to go, Sunday, 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 Sunday at National Speedway. That's right. Well, this is George Lopez who's going to be at Helium uh, 7 p.m. and 9.30 p.m. Two shows on Sunday. Please welcome George Lopez yeah. to the show. Yes, good morning. Good morning. What's up, guys? Good morning. How hey. are you? I'm great. You know, doing, doing some research on you, George. I was telling Preston about this, and obviously we've had you on the show before to talk about various projects. I didn't realize you, you've got so many cool rock-based things that you're into. First off, I know you're a massive Kiss fan, and in fact, have been on the Kiss cruise. And have you have you actually played with them on stage? <laughs> That's a good question. No, I have not. But uh, the Kiss cruise just finished. I was on one like three years ago. And I can't remember anything of the last day. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it, it, my senior colada to fireball <laughs> to ocean air ratio was way up. Yeah, it made it made TMZ. But you just it, you impressed us a guy as a guy who was having a good time. But I'm like doing the reading on you. Like you're you're a massive fan. So are you are you good buds with the band? You know, it's interesting because you know my daughter's 23 now, but but in like 2005. You know, she's going to a private school, and when I was married at the time, my wife goes, guess whose uh, kid goes to, um, you know, a children's circle? I go, who? He goes, Paul, Paul Stanley. I wow. said, get this kid out of here. <laughs> no, I told, him, I told him you're a big fan. I go, why do you got to tell him that? And then I met him, and then we've been hanging ever since. I fly on the jet with those guys. I think I've seen them maybe 11 times wow. already this year. Dude, wow. so my, 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 best, my best friend just got off the, uh, the, the Kiss Cruise, the one that they, you know, oh. they, they have the, the, the tours wrapping up. My stepsister did, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Th- and there's, there's a whole thing, and I try to explain to people that the fandom crosses all economic strata. It just, it, it's just that thing. It's, it's nostalgia, and also they bring along all these bands that are up-and-comers or... or you know that 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 are that are bands that, that have their own fan base, and it's a whole like sort of lifestyle experience. Would you say that's accurate? Well, you know that's accurate, but I'm going to say it's like this: it's almost like if you were dating somebody that nobody would really find attractive. You know, <laughs> like you're in this relationship. Apparently, only at sea can they tolerate Ace Freely and Peter Chris. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Really. Can they all four get together? I believe it. <laughs> so, no. th- so then I'm looking through your your uh, your Twitter. You have a picture of you with uh, with uh, Eddie Van Halen, you're, and then uh, apparently you've been playing guitar for years and years and years. Uh, and you're uh, you're are you still taking lessons, or what's the status with that? And what's the deal with your your friendship with Van Halen? Yeah, Mr. Van Halen, I've known Eddie for like nine years, and um, we were both members at this club in Los Angeles, but he hadn't been there and forever, but he kept the membership, which tells you 
if you haven't played golf in maybe 25 years, but you're so rich that you can still pay $3,500 a month yeah. for never showing up, you're doing pretty that's good. impressive. Yeah. Right. So he and I started to play golf, and then he said, hey, man, he goes, hey when I joined this place, it was like 1984. He had the big hair. He goes, I was, I was doing a lot of drugs. Because I was drinking beer, he goes, I, I, you know, in golf you have to urinate. So I started to pee, and they all looked at me like I was crazy. I go, Well, where did you pee? He goes, Right there, like when you hit the ball. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the tee box. Uh, oh yeah, God. dude, you can't pee at the tee box. Uh, so does he? Has he ever uh, has sat down and, and given you some lessons, or do you have you have you have you dared to ask, or is that uh, what's what's your level of fanboy with uh, Eddie Van Halen? Well, I think the level of fanboy. The main thing is, you know, I got him some golf clubs and. We've been playing a lot over the last, you know, five years. And there's four of those black guitars, the stealth guitar that he always plays in concert. There's four of them. So yeah. He gave me one for my birthday like three years ago. So I have the fourth one. One is at his house. One is on tour. The backup's at 5150, and I have the fourth one. That, that's, wow. that's like Jeez. the crazy thing. Oh, my it's God. Crazy. So I go over there, and they go, uh, he goes, come over, man. I'll give you a lesson. I'm so bad that he taught me free-falling, which is two chords. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty easy. <laughs> How bad I am. <laughs> well, that's I, I didn't know your, your level of, of musical fandom was at that level. And rumor has, I don't know if this is true or not, that it, for a while you, uh, you enjoyed a bit of a friendship with Prince. Yes, I did. Yeah, that, that's, that's another. I mean, you know, when I had my talk show in 2010, my band leader, Michael Bearden, who's with Gaga right now, yeah. said... Um, you know, I think I can get Prince to come on the show, but he thinks you use too much profanity. I said, I do. I do use a lot of profanity. <laughs> and a pr- and Prince, said, Prince was it, Jehovah's Witness, yeah? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so this is the greatest. You know, he wanted to be my Bible study teacher. <laughs> he says to me, I, I want to be your Bible study teacher. I said, absolutely, yes. <laughs> of course. So I was supposed to meet him on Wednesday, all set up. Day night, I eat some rock shrimp with in stuffed in a jalapeno. I get food poisoning. I call him and tell him that I can't make it, and he says to me, "You you want to know who really uh, is in control of your life?" I said, "The guy who put the tainted shrimp in, in, the, in the jalapeno." <laughs> and he was he was convinced the devil kept us apart. It had nothing to do with oh. or any type of E. coli. You know, wow. but in and that case, if it's Prince, I mean, you know, the one of, one of the a true musical genius. Uh, I, you know, you would you would acquiesce to any offer that that Prince made. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. If he wanted to, if he wanted to sit around and try his shoes on, he's like a size six. I'm a twelve. I'd do that. <laughs> right. A- anything. So, so this this is the greatest. So I'm at home and I'm and the and, uh, first time he goes, well, I'm going to send some material over to your house. I want you to read it. So when I see you, we're, uh, you, you know, we're, we're caught up. And, you know, sometimes you're on the phone, you're looking outside of the window. Right. As he's saying that, a hand goes over my fence and drops a manila envelope of Mormon, oh, no, I mean Jehovah Witness pamphlets. So right at that moment. At that moment. That is wild. Wow. And I, started, I, started, I said, hey, do I have to go door to door or how, how is this going to work? Yeah, some of those guys, some of the rock guys like that, like at that level, like, you know, that, that have that, that sort of enigma attached to them. Uh, he, there, there's just a handful that are, are that level that managed to transcend all those different types of music. Have you always been mostly rock or, or what are your other uh, musical influences? Well, just mostly rock, I think, you know, but I'm going to say the saddest thing is to be around a guy 
like Eddie Van Halen or Jerry Cantrell or somebody who doesn't drink or use anymore because they are absolutely the most boring individuals <laughs> with the greatest skills anybody could have. I mean, do you really want to hang around Eddie Van Halen to golf or would you rather do a couple of bumps, a tall, a tall Budweiser, and go just and not be seen for seven days. <laughs> the, the way rock used to be done. Well, you, 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 the way it used to be done. I mean, I mean, I'll do it. But yeah. back in the day, with the stories that he would tell me, just, they're just incredible road stories. And, you know, being a comic, you get some road stories, but not like that. Oh, I can imagine, man. George, I wanted to ask about your uh, brewing company, George Lopez Brewing. How long has that been in existence? You know what? <clears throat> Sorry, guys. That's all right. That's just starting right now. That's that's a restaurant okay. we opened in Los Angeles, and you know the the brewer is uh, a Caucasian guy. So you know he he's been a brewer. His family's been brewing for like forty years. So I go to a meeting, and I'm the guy that's like, hey, we're gonna make this. So this guy is so astute. He's like, you know, we're gonna make like a, a tamarindo based or an horchata based beer. We're gonna make a beer that tastes like it has tapatio in it. We're going to make a beer that tastes like ceviche. I'm like, holy shit, what the hell am I doing here? So, so I'm the guy that just comes up with the name. That guy is like marrying, you know, uh, I, I told him not to, rock shrimp and jalapenos and beer. <laughs> but but uh, he wants to have a Latino flavor or relationship in there, or was that your idea? Well, you know, that was the idea of... Um, I think Anheuser-Busch came to my partner and said, if you guys can create a beer, because there hasn't been a new beer, a new Mexican beer or a new IPA or, or one no. a, a Latin background, and he says, if you guys can do that, uh, Anheuser-Busch would consider consider buying the beer and paying you for oh, the beer. Wow. Hello. wow. I've, been, I've, I've been brewing with leaves. I, I don't have any <laughs> grains or hops. So I've been trying to just do it with leaves from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, could you, I mean, if, if something, uh, so how is that going? Does that look like that's a, that's a, a strong possibility? Well, hopefully yes. You know, they just started to brew the, they just started to brew the beer, the first batch of, of what's going to be a lot of batches for the Jeez. next, you know, the restaurants that we just opened. But uh, that brewer, the guy that's a brewer, is, is pretty amazing, man. So I'm looking forward to uh, the grand opening is like maybe in, I think, like 10 days and going out there and yeah. seeing what that guy has. It's fascinating how the whole beer process, the whole restaurant process thing is uh, um, done. I mean, you know, when when you go to a restaurant, if you find a hair in your food or if you see a spider or, or, or a mouse, you know, you, 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 you it's different as a, um, a customer as opposed to, you know, having ownership in a restaurant and, and one mouse can put you out forever. Yeah, right, right. exactly. But listen, George, if, if you hit with a liquor, I mean, then you're like in Clooney territory. You know, I mean, it just, oh, yeah. it can explode. Man, in Clooney territory, that, that Casamigos, that, listen, don't quote me. I'd rather drink pee from the mouse. <laughs> oh, wow. So you're not a fan. Wow. You're not a fan, you but know, I just think it's a little harsh, man. I think it's a little bit. <laughs> You'd rather okay. drink mouse piss. Okay. It's a billion dollars. Oh, my God. Oh. It, it, it's a little harsh, man. All right. All right. We'll, we'll call that a negative I, review. I've not had it, so I, I can't. It's hard, I, to black out. it's hard to black out the stuff that starts that harsh. Wow. wow. Okay. okay. So, so you have, but do you talk about the restaurant business? And I've always, I've always said now with these rock star chefs and everything, it's it's every bit show business. It, it's got the same sort of vibe. You 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 got to please the audience, your customers, the oh, same man. way. Uh, getting into you, you have a restaurant in Phoenix, correct? 
Yes, I do it at one of the casinos. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, so I mean, so obviously you have people that run it, but your 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 stamp is on it. I'm sure you're sort of curating and overseeing stuff. What what what's the best part of it and the worst part of it? Well, you know, the best part of it is knowing that in meetings that we're taking, like this is something that could go to airports. It could be a standalone, like we just opened that one standalone in Torrance, California. The best part is thinking in maybe five years, you could make so much money if you sell the brand. And the worst part, I think, is trying to make food that appeals to people who um, are eat plant-based or keto or <laughs> yeah. You know, nobody just nobody just eats anymore. They gotta know what's in it. You know, they're like, "Is this chicken humanely put down?" You're like, "Yeah, we 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 pet him until he died." <laughs> we pet him until he died. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Like, there's so many allergies, and everybody has. Yeah. You know, listen, I used to sign. You know, I used to sign microphones, and the last year, I probably signed a hundred epipens. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is a more. Uh, it, it's it's a tough road to slalom. But if you get a winner, if you get something that ends up in multiple airports, as Preston said on a, on the Clooney path to. Uh, I mean, you look at Francis Ford yeah. Coppola, who directed arguably the greatest American film ever. You know, with The Godfather. That the money made off the vineyards and his wine has far eclipsed his movie uh, career. So it's it's a crazy thing. Uh, I want you know, to Danny Trejo also is uh, has taco places. He's in the airport. Yeah, um, it's his birthday. So he's today. a little bit ahead of me. So they go. They they ask me like, what's the difference between your food and Danny Trejo's food? And I'm like, do you really want to eat at a place where? The spokesperson doesn't wear a shirt. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. I wanted to ask you about your your, your talk show. You you know and and uh, which you had for a while. And to me, that always seems like you know a lot of comedians, you know, go, go that route. And it seems like a good thing, but it also seems like it's 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 a it's a tough thing to crack. So, what's your best memory from the uh, from the talk show? And, and what was the uh, what, what was the hardest part of it? Because again, you know, the masters who did it and did it for the longest run. It's it's almost like you know uh, it's 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 lightning. You got to catch it at the right moment. What what do you remember from the talk show? Well, I think the I think the hardest part was going to work every day, knowing that you were going to be critiqued from head to toe. I mean, I was married for seventeen years. Yeah. It wasn't as bad as going to work every day and just everything you do is in question. Like, ah, we don't think that's good. We don't like that. That's too mean. That's not funny. Too many women are watching. Not enough women are watching. Too many African-American people are watching. Nobody Latinos watching. Every day you couldn't just go and do your work. And the best part was, I mean, you know, I had Prince on when Prince did not do any interviews. Right. So as a Jehovah Witness, he was in the dressing room after the show, and the band leader, Michael Bearden, who's with Lady Gaga right now, we went in there, and I had had a hat made for him. And it was in a white box, and I said, "Hey, Prince, I, I, I have this made for you." And he goes, "You know, George, I'm a Jehovah Witness, man. I can't, I can't accept any gifts." I said, "Oh, oh, oh okay, I, all right, I understand, but at least just look at it." And he's like, "No, I can't accept it." So, you know, ten minutes go by, we're telling stories, laughing. He goes, "So, what, what, uh, what's in the box?" I said, "Look at it." So he goes over there and he opens the lid. It's all this white paper in there, and he moves one piece of the paper over and it's a purple hat with a feather popping out you know like a pimp hat yeah so he goes looks at me he goes this is for me i said yeah i had the guy hand make it that's for you and he opens it out he takes it out and he you know i'm like uh yeah he goes wow this is nice he puts it on puts it sideways 
and then he proceeds to walk like George Jefferson back and forth with his arms swinging uh, <laughs> behind him, right? behind him in front of me. And I said, ah, it's too bad, man. You can't accept gifts. He goes, oh, no, I'm keeping this. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's a, that's an awesome story. You know, Great Conan memory. O'Brien, we've, we've told us, we talked to, all, you know, different entertainers that have come through of all side talk shows. There was a point in time when Conan O'Brien was having his contract renewed at the end of every week. And because that's how many cooks are in yeah. that kitchen, and you, you're you're coming from the stage and stand up, and uh, you know, uh, you know, you, you have more control over your stuff. So, uh, I mean, ultimately, that's the place for you, obviously, right? You know, I enjoy, I, I enjoyed it. I didn't, you know, when Conan went over there, and then, um, you know, they sold him a bill of goods, like you know, he had, he was doing the Tonight Show, right? I think somebody said to his agent that either you know, TBS either gets him or he's going to go do late night at Fox. That was never going to happen. So they got, you know, TBS. Those guys hadn't been in the late night business except two years with me. Yeah. So they they get him, and then I move an hour, and uh, you know, I'm I'm around maybe not. I don't think that long after that, like maybe six months or something. And you know, he he takes over. But I mean, it was uh, it, it it was fun, man. I think I think it's not something that you want to do forever, but it's, but I would have liked to have done it more than two years because this, we had some great. Great moments, man, and great, you know, great people coming through. And, you know, on the first show, I had Kobe Bryant. I had, uh, uh, he's from Philly, you know, I had yeah. Eva Longoria and all this great band, Skinner. And I was, you know, as big a rock guy as I am, you know, Ariel Speedwagon was on. Frampton, That's cool. That's cool. And Def Leppard, yeah. So it was, it was, it was, it was great for, for that, like to live out your own, uh, uh, fantasies and to be able to pull from the audience. And take them to your dressing room was also not uh, that didn't suck either. Yeah, yeah. So the, I also read about this the movie, this uh, El Chicano, um, which you're in, uh, and I was completely yeah. unaware of this. It's it's basically a superhero movie, is it not? Yeah, it's like a Latino superhero movie. Um, he uh, doesn't have any. Uh, he doesn't have a utility belt. I think he just runs over people on a motorcycle. So <laughs> that's, that's all you need. Yeah, it's <laughs> all, <laughs> so, as long as you're doing it for good, then it's okay. As long as you're running over somebody to, to protect evil, <laughs> that's it. You can always run over people if it's in the name of of goodness and justice. Yeah. So, uh, I, and nice. I also have to geek out on you just for a little bit because I'm a huge fan of this movie. That I don't know if a lot of people have seen it. Balls of Fury. About uh, the, the best, the, and do you get cult response to that? Do people mention that movie to you? Because I think so. It's it, yeah, it, it, I, I, I think so. You know that. I mean, that movie. Those guys. You know, Tom and Ben from from Reno Nine One One. Those guys. Oh uh, man, they 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 come to me. They're like, hey, um, we're big fans. We want you to play this guy. The greatest story from that is Christopher Walken plays really like a geisha girl. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's hilarious. Him, and and this, you know, I say to him, I say to him, no. First of all, nobody's talking to him at all. Yeah. You know? And then and then he's sitting by himself, and I said, I'll go over there. You know, I'll go over and sit next to him. I go sit next to him, and I say to him, uh, Did you ever go to Studio Fifty Four? He proceeded to roll off thirty minutes. Uh, anal nitrate, poppers, coke. Oh my God! Uh, 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 the the catacombs of of uh, Studio Fifty Four. Wow! The the, the 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 debauchery and in that voice, you know, it, it was hilarious. So as I and then he would wait for me and he would give me a ride up in in his van, like he had his own driver. And I said to him, I said, "What's the key to acting?" And he goes, "The key to acting is like faster or slower." 
I'm like, what about the words? She's like, no, no. Sometimes they want you to do it faster. Sometimes they want you to do it slower. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) It's that easy. Fifteen minutes later, he's doing this long scene in the staircase, and the director goes over that guy Ben with you know, the the, yeah. the the dark haired guy, and he goes, "Chris, that's great." He goes, "But you can just take a little air out of it, you know, you know, tighten it up a little bit." And from across the room, he goes, "Faster, slower." <laughs> <laughs> I, I always have to ask anybody who's ever worked with uh, Christopher Walken if uh, if he pulled the birthday gag on you. Did he uh, tell you that it was his birthday and he was sad? <laughs> Oh no! Does he do that now? Oh, know. apparently That's, he does it yeah. all the time. You know, he'll, he'll, he'll you know be sitting at a table looking all forlorn, waiting for somebody to come up and ask him <laughs> what's wrong, and then I'll go, "Well, oh. it's my birthday." <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Well, I recommend to everyone Balls of Fury if you haven't seen uh, it. But yeah, I- so here's another we're, we're at MacArthur Park where you go. You can, at MacArthur Park in L.A. You can either get a birth certificate, you can get a green card, you can get weed, you can get any you know, you, you, you get anything you want. So in the morning, he he's walking around in Chinese pajamas, and and the waistband is right under his nipples, right around there, <laughs> hiked all hiked all the way up with yeah. Chinese slippers. He's got this white T-shirt on with a zipper in the back, and his hair is going like in a million different directions. <laughs> and they got those guys that are the security, like they do the concerts in the in the yellow yeah. windbreakers. So there's a Chicano guy, a Mexican guy, he goes over to goes, hey, hey, George, who's this fool right here, man? Should, should I take him down or what? He's been walking around the trailer. I said, no, 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 no. He's, like, He's one of us. This is what I'm about ready to throw uh, Christopher Walker in like some uh, half Nelson. Uh, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, he is known for not being always uh, put together. But, you know, the, the stories are legendary. That's And that you gave oh. us another hilarious one. So I love it, man. Taking cool. out the punctuation. Taking out the punctuation of of every sentence in the script, because they're like in, in one scene he says they're they're here you know Fang you know the the federal government the guy feds are here and he's like show them the doohinky and tell them that we'll blow them up. Well, listen, George, I'm gonna, we're going to send everybody your way. Helium Comedy Club on Sundays, Beautiful. 7 and 9.30. Uh, tickets at uh, com. We're huge fans, so thanks for taking Thank the you, time to give us a awesome, call. Dude. We appreciate it, it man. nothing like doing radio. I appreciate you guys. Bye, buddy. <laughs> George Lopez. Yeah. Yeah. Take care, man. That's awesome. That's a nice thing, nice thing to say at the end. That's yeah. very cool. And by the way, he's. I, I remember seeing Christopher Walken on... Uh, the actor's studio, inside the actor's studio. And he says that one of the first things he does with a script, he goes through and he marks out all the punctuation. He takes it away. And and he'll he'll remove all periods, all commas, all question marks, all all that stuff. And it gives him, it, part of that gives him that weird delivery that he yeah. has. And, but it's, so if you, the same guy who is just brilliant and tugs at the the heart in the dead zone, you know, this this poor character is this crazy character in in Bowls of Fury? Is this is this? He's, and and if you ever in the Deer Hunter, for which I think he was nominated, perhaps one for supporting actor. Um, uh, you know, amazing performances. But you've seen Bowls of Fury with the ping pong. Have you ever seen it? it? Yeah, it's been a long time. It's a but, junk food movie. Yeah. It, it's it's just one of those. Uh, um, Folger, who's now on, um, plays the uh, the the uncle on uh, 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 the Goldbergs. Uh, is is uh, one of the main characters in it, but it's just this dumb throwaway movie that, mm-hmm. that and there were used to be tons of them being released, yeah. and that was one of them. You're right, like in the dodgeball, and then there was yep. Blades of Glory, they were all and these old faux quasi sports movies. Yeah, and it's Coming just one, it's just right. a dumb movie.
All right, well, listen, we need to uh, take ourselves a break. That was cool. George is great, yeah. man. Uh, we're going to come back in uh, just a moment or two. We have another guest coming by concerning the uh, Camp Up for Hunger. Some interesting information you will want to be privy of. Uh, so we will return in just a moment. The Bizarre Files coming up, too. Stay with us. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. We're going to do the B-File, and then we have a guest, so let's go. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by HERS, a Philly hometown favorite for generations. Whether you're hosting a tailgate or grabbing a snack on the go, wherever you're snacking, make it Philly, Philly, and grab a bag of your favorite HERS flavor. HERS, forever good. So a woman in California is recovering after being impaled in the leg by a large metal bar that fell off a big truck while traveling on the highway, and it shot through the car and impaled her. Oh, my God. Pretty wild. An unnamed victim was riding on Highway 99 in Sacramento when the metal bar fell off of the truck in front of them. The bar then bounced up, entered the right front of the Chevy, traveled through the engine compartment, and entered the passenger compartment of the Chevy and impaled the right leg of this woman. Hell, if it had gone through her chest, it would have killed her. It would have killed her. So she was lucky. The driver was able to pull off the road safely, called 911. First responders freed the woman from the car, and she was transported to the hospital where she was in stable condition. Officials said the truck did not stop after the metal bar fell off, and authorities are seeking any information in the case. You had that other story, I think it was last week or the week before, where all those, was it bars or wood that came off the back of a it truck? Was, it was a load of, uh, of right. logs. And the guy happened to be leaning over to yep. get something that had fallen, otherwise he would have been dead. Yep. A uh, warrant was issued for a 36-year-old man wanted in connection with what police have described with, and I've never heard this term used before, a bootleg zoo. A bootleg zoo? Yes. <laughs> It was discovered in Romulus, Romulus, Minnesota. A bootleg zoo. Is yeah. it, they make, like, bathtub elephants and stuff like that? Maybe. De, uh, Javon Ferraz Stax is wanted by police after a felony warrant of animal cruelty, abandonment, and neglect and was issued to him last week. Stax is accused of housing several different animals in the building. Among the animals found living in the store were six Flemish giant rabbits, three large iguanas, two kangaroos, a peacock, an Arctic fox and a 16-foot, 200-pound reticulated python. Six gerbils, two cats, a hamster, and a rabbit. And more than 300 hedgehogs. Uh, that's bizarre. Yeah, police were tipped off to the bootleg zoo by a concerned citizen who also helped police locate the animals. But they managed to get them, and everybody's doing okay. Uh, the United Nations, listen to this. The United Nations Cultural Agency is under fire after it covered up the genitalia of several nude sculptures with underwear <laughs> while on display for an exhibit. Wow. They put underwear on the statues. Put this, some bloomers on those. The sculptures created by French sculptor uh, Stephen Simon uh, were uh, being displayed in Paris as part of a series called A Memory of Me, which was meant to be a commentary on the now worldwide uh, societal norm of taking selfies. But officials decided that the selfie-taking classical-style figures' genitalia needed to be covered up during the European Heritage Day's event. 
for the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization. Uh-huh. Simon was offered, uh, was offended, I'm sorry, by the move, telling CNN the addition of <laughs> underwear, quote, humiliated him. It is kind of stupid. What, is it just like regular, like, Hanes? Uh, yeah, there were, some of them were thongs, and yeah, it's like standard underwear. Did they put a bra on the Venus de Milo? No, uh, not that I know of, right. And but, but it's akin to that. Uh, he said it was disgusting. He said, I felt ashamed, so deeply sad to see that all these years of work and research broken. For two days, visitors came to meet to ask me, but why did you do that? Uh, it was not my choice, he said. I mean, isn't that, it's usually it's accepted that in the case of art... You're going to have nudes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, nope, they put underwear on them. All right. A Florida man who had multiple visits uh, from law enforcement officials Friday after several complaints got into a brutal standoff the third time around. The last time ended with Michael Kiefer wielding a foot-long sword and attacking a deputy who fired his gun in defense. This was after four beanbags and three tasers fired at him mm. and proved ineffective. This guy was not Holy going crap. down. Yeah. Yeah. Standoff began when deputies made a third visit to his home. Well, it's time for bullets. Keither had either been uh, drunk or high uh, the first two visits. On the third visit, deputies learned that Keefer had a knife, made threats to hurt someone over the phone. He saw deputies, took off running, but soon reemerged with a small hatchet. He took off running again. This time, Sarah's deputy Jesus. trailed him as he ran into the back of the house. A dialogue between deputies and Keefer went nowhere, so they called in the SWAT team. <laughs> yeah. They breached the door, and uh, that sent Kiefer running into his bedroom. The SWAT team uh, broke through the bedroom window. He was yelling, shoot me, but this time he had a sword instead of a hatchet. It was like Pulp Fiction. He kept coming back with a right. bigger weapon, oh you know? Oh, my God. Uh, they fired four beanbags at him. It appeared unfazed. He began running around the house, and then they hit him with the taser a few times. Eventually, he was running after one of the cops. They had to shoot him, and it killed him. Uh, but this guy was not going down. The deputy who shot Kiefer was placed on paid administrative leave. Which is protocol. What's the... Uh, there's the drug that um, sort of gives superhuman... Uh, is it, it's like not bad salts. Maybe may PCP, yeah. I don't know. Maybe that was what he was using. All right, and one last story. We will end with uh, this one. A Michigan woman was seeking a promotion but learned that she was named in a warrant for failing to return books to her local library. Mindy Jones' boss was doing a background check when he came across the misdemeanor warrant. The 27-year-old Jones told the newspaper this is... Kind of extreme for two library books. I see you still have Curious George out. Well, she had Where the Sidewalk Ends. <laughs> really? And The Night Trilogy. They were checked out in 2017. She returned them uh, six months ago after she couldn't use uh, the library printer because they were overdue. The warrant was issued two years ago. Jones said that she had learned about it Tuesday, and she faces up to 93 days in jail or a $500 fine. Wow. Mm -hmm. Uh, Charlotte Community Library says people are notified about overdue books before fines are turned over to authorities. It was not clear if she had received the promotion or not. But, yeah, she had a warrant out for her arrest. For library books. Library books. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, so here we are in the month of November, rapidly approaching the Camp Out for Hunger, uh, and that event is going to be taking place on December 2nd, or starting on December 2nd, and we're excited about it once again. Last year, what a great showing by our next guest and his crew. He is the president of the, uh, and I'm going to mess up this name, Toter region of the Porsche Club of America. Thumbs up on that, Preston. All right, I got it right. Yeah. And last year at the Camp Out for Hunger, these guys, these car club, these car enthusiasts, yeah. managed to gather the second highest donation for the Camp Out for Hunger. Wow. 
They won a live broadcast from Pierre Robert. He went to the track with them. He had a great time. That is no small freaking feat. They brought in over 126,000 pounds of food for Phil Abundance. And there's a, they, they have an event coming up. Yes. And you can participate in this. We'd like to uh, welcome our friend, Mr. Jeff Walton. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. How are you doing, Jeff? I'm doing great. Good to see you. So how many years now? You you contacted me. You emailed me, I don't know, five, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, no, 2013 was the first time we did it. And you're like, you know what? I want to I want to get my, my Porsche club involved in the Camp Upper Hunger. We want to do a thing that we call fill a frunk because the front of a Porsche is the trunk, and they call it a frunk. And you had this idea of gathering up all these vehicles and road tripping them down there. I'm like, that'd be really cool to see a caravan of Porsches coming in. Yeah. Yep. And you did it. And the first year was 58 cars with just under 8,000 pounds. Right. And it was a great first showing, but you just kept upping the ante. Correct. And making it bigger and bigger every year. And you have your sights set on an even bigger event, and in fact, so much so that you've changed the name of it. That's correct. It is now called Fill a Trunk because we're asking every car club to come down and participate. It's a kickoff event for Camp Out for Hunger. It's uh, it's taken an exponential leap. I mean, it it was... So the idea is it got so big that it became almost... in a way, too much to handle during the actual campout, right? Uh, because it was, you know, we we're dealing with parking and so on and so forth, and, and the, the Jeep club, and, yeah. and then every club, right. and apparently there are a lot of damn car clubs. There is it's much to our benefit for the campout. So yeah. explain what the participants and what what the decision was this sure, year. Sure, the decision. Well, last year we came in second place, yeah. and I was like, how do we top that? And I, you know, I think we hit a plateau for just one car club. So I decided to say, hey, I came down and, and talked to you guys in, I think, March. I said, let's do a bigger, yeah. bigger show. Um, so we rented out the parking lot at Citizens Bank Park, uh, uh, X and W's parking lot. And on November 30th, we're asking every car club to come down. Right now, we have about 19 different car clubs. it's <laughs> crazy. Uh, um, including Jackson's Jeep Club, our Porsche Club, um, and then... You know, like Hepper, um Cruisers, Roxborough Ridge Runners, 215 Mopar, Living wow. the Color, uh, Living living the Dream, uh, Corvette Clubs. We got them all. Audi, BMW, SCCA. So they're all participating. It's all really right, so, cool. So this is going to be on November 30th. Is that That's Saturday? Correct. That's a Saturday. That's a Saturday. Okay. And, and you guys, t- so uh, number one, uh, uh, date and time and, and the plans and then how do people jump on board? With sure, this? sure. So um, it's November 30th. It's uh, gates open at 10 o'clock. So you guys can uh, caravan down as a, a one-car group, or you can meet your uh, club in the parking lot. And this is 10 a.m. 10 a.m. All right. And, and we're going to have vendors down there. Uh, our biggest sponsor, RDS, couldn't uh, couldn't do it without them. RDS Auto Group gave us a check for 10 grand. Whoa. Oh, wow. And, and that pays for the parking lot. It pays for the tent, the wow. PA system, the porta potty. So it, it, it does a lot for us. And we actually uh, thank them for it. So we do, everything's just basically covered. Uh, and then people just start bringing food. We're going to have a band there. We're going to have food trucks. Uh, the band is uh, the Halts. Probably know Chris. Oh, yeah, Shovel yeah, yeah, yeah. really nice. Hook fame. Yeah, and his uh, Hulk heaven- forty-five. Yep, his yeah. heavenly uh, uh, voiced wife Kalina will be there too. So they'll be jamming with us in the parking lot. And then we have three food trucks: uh, Roasted Liberties, One Fifty One Saloon, and two Sammies. So it's going to be an all-day event almost. You know, and we're going to have everybody there. Phil Abundance is actually going to be there to weigh everybody's um, okay. donation. So it's it's by the books. It's by the books. Yeah. And we're just going to go, hey, you know, Mustang Club, go. And everybody's going to watch the Mustang Clubs go down. We uh, They're going to be right in the parking lot, uh, you know, weighing and, and taking the food there. So it, it, it serves 
Wow. And so it's, it's this thing that, again, and you can see now at this level, it's to a, have it be a comedy while the actual campouts going on would be almost impossible. Correct. Yep. So uh, you get basically this, your donation and... A pretty kick-ass car show. Correct, correct. It's, yeah. it's going to be awesome. So I, for people who are not coming down to, to donate, can people just come down and see everything? Sure, sure. Yeah, but we say, you know, bring some food Bring anyway, some food right, if you right? can, yeah, yeah. If you can. But, it, yeah, it's going to be hopefully no rain, but, you know, um, and I, I say, you know, rain or shine, it's a rain or shine event, and people shouldn't have to starve just because of rain. So, yeah. you know, come down. I don't care what kind of car you're in. If you're in the Mustang Club and it rains, bring your minivan. I don't care, you know. Um but last year we had 177 cars at night on a Thursday, you know, and it's just like everybody keeps saying, oh, I wish it was a, uh, a weekend, wish it was a weekend. So now we're doing a weekend. There you go. Because you guys, you know, you, Monday through Friday, you guys are tired. You know, I don't yeah. want to see 177 cars and you, you guys are barely awake when we get there and you're already tired because it's usually the end of the week. And Everybody's so, coming after work, right. too, to participate. And we're right. meeting yeah. everybody inside the right. tent. Right. It's right. tough for us to get out and thank right. each and every driver that came down. So know, this so. eliminates this, and we want every car club, and you can go to www.fillatrunk, that's P-H-I-L-A, trunk.com, and register. And we have a link to that directly off of WMMR.com, so you'll just look for fill a trunk. Click on that. It's going to take you to your page. Yes, and everybody can uh, can get the uh, details and sign up. I love that you guys are doing this, man. I'm going to definitely be down there and yeah, drop down. Perfect. I got to check it out perfect. and uh, and uh, and just see all the. I mean, because I I dig just seeing the vehicles. Right. But then you have all these very generous people who are proud of their vehicles. That's correct. And uh, it should be a great time. It should be. And you know, again. Bring the entire family, yeah. you know, because we want to show that the next generation how to give back to people, right? Right. So just bring the kids, the grandkids, anybody, and if you have a car, just bring it down. We don't, you know, it's going to be fun. Excellent. I love it. All right, so that's November thirtieth, and uh, it's it's right there at the Wells Fargo Center, and uh, all the yep. details you can get through PressNC.com. Look for fill a trunk. Great work, and and Jeff, thanks for continuing to uh, you know one up the year before, and to keep pushing this thing as far as we can take it. Yeah, man. I mean, so this is we're just planting the acorn right now, right? Yeah. I don't know how many cars are going to come, but just between Jeeps and Porsches last year, we had three hundred cars. So on a when uh, on a that's on a Thursday, so yeah. I can't imagine what's going to happen on a on a Saturday. Love it. So if you can get a thousand motorcycles for Toys for Tots, yeah, you know, yeah. a couple thousand, we should be able to get a couple thousand cars for you know. I agree. Well, we'll continue to promote it. Thank All right. Man, appreciate, appreciate it, man. All right, excellent. It's here for Jeff, yeah, guys. Rock on, guys. And fill a trunk. Details, WMMR.com. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And uh, just a reminder, we have a secret text word today. It is your chance to win tickets to see Temple. They're playing Tulane on Saturday. Yeah. I can look over here. Yeah, Saturday uh, at the link. Saturday, November 16th, mind you. Uh, so text word secret to 39333, and you just might win. We'll do that in a little bit. Uh, real quick, before we do the lesson question and all that stuff, uh, just to touch on a story that we had mentioned um, yesterday, actually earlier today, too, real quick. Uh, the uh, the whole uh, cancer scam story. Yeah, this uh, is all over the place. Yeah, this was broke on uh, on NBC Ten, and we have from NBC Ten this morning, uh, Deanna Durante, who is here today. Yeah. Hello, Good Deanna. Good morning. How Thanks are for you? Having us. No problem. So you came in to uh, to get a little more follow up because we were uh, kind of we were directly involved with some of this as uh, as this gal uh, Jessica, who is uh, the 
the um, source of this story, uh, was trying to and loop us in somehow or another by an event that she created that had to do with our camp out for hunger. Bilking a, a number of different yeah. people that, for different things along the way, allegedly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, obviously, uh, when it all sort of came together and, and Nick was relaying the information, we were sort of getting secondhand and your story, uh, you know, broke. And we were like, it's all tied together into this morass of of stuff. And so uh, the the length and breadth of it, I think, is it just keeps getting more, keeps coming out about the the um, sort of nefarious resume. Well, we see that a lot when we see cases like this. Typically, when we begin these investigations or start to put things on the air, we wait until someone's been criminally charged. So yeah. there was actually a blog, or I'm sorry, a, um, an, a podcast that reached out to our web team a while back. Yeah, we had we, them on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. the ever-evolving truth. And so we had been dealing with them for, for the last several months, talking with them and gathering the information. Some of our web folks were really paying attention to that. And then when she was finally charged, we were able to be there at court where they had asked her about past criminal activity, are there any other charges pending? And at the time in court, that didn't come out. But then yesterday we learned that she also has an arrest warrant for her in the state of Delaware as well. Oh, wow. So what, okay. is, what are those details? Because, and, and by the way, I want to stress this, uh, it's an arrest, not a conviction. So that's, that's where we stand with these things. But um, where, what happened in Delaware and what are those charges? The charges Wilmington police would only confirm for us that they are identity theft and impersonating a police officer. Hmm. We've learned it may have something to do with the impersonation of a Wilmington police detective. But Whoa. because she has not yeah. been in court and been formally charged, right now there's an active arrest warrant, they tell us. But they won't allow us to see the details of the charges. In Pennsylvania, you get something like this, a criminal complaint that lays it all out as to what police learned, how they learned it in order to bring the charges, to bring it before a judge. Right. So that's all been written up. But right now... It's being held until she actually appears in Wilmington. Okay. Okay. So, but she was arrested and she's out on bail, right? She's out on, yes. But how can she be out on bail if there's another warrant for her in another state? That is an interesting part that we've been asking about. And it may be that there was the warrant there. It could have been, maybe it wasn't entered. It could have been, maybe they didn't have her fingerprints. But when they originally did her first court appearance, that did not come up. So she was released on bail. And now Wilmington police have told us that they weren't aware that the focus of the story was the person that they had a warrant for, but that there is this warrant. We've reached out to her attorney several times. Is he planning on turning her turning in down her, there? Yeah. And he has said to us, no comment, no further comment. I don't know how many times I've gotten all my warrants confused. And you <laughs> just forget that you have one here and one there. Preston, and, you know, was, I got you I a know. warrant cozy for Christmas. I didn't, you know what? I haven't opened it yet. Yeah. I, it's sitting it. next to my. That, that hurts. It's sitting next to my home beer kit. All right. And I, uh, my home brewery kit. No, you gave that to someone else. Oh, I'm sorry. I re-gifted that. <laughs> you know, the issue, though, we talked about this, uh, Deanna, is, is that the, um, you know, so obviously things of this nature, scams and, and, and cons of this nature have been, uh, you know, a part of mankind forever. Yeah. Uh, the the the, uh, the the age of social media and GoFundMe and all that stuff has added another avenue for this to take place. And everyone, I remember when it, all that stuff first started to break, oh, here's a wonderful aspect, something social media, which can be so acrimonious and all these online things. And here's a, here's an avenue to do something for good. And then, you know, uh, to especially something with our the camp out being co-opted for this and used for, you know, and you said you were listening and heard our listeners, you know, responding who had been bilked, you know, uh, on this. Uh, it, it's it's just 
the worst thing is, again, that collateral damage that makes people who are generous and want to give and want to support these things think twice about helping out charities and when there's people who legitimately can use your assistance. Well, and also if you look at it this way, how many times are people being attacked on social media and throwing allegations out there? But this is a time when people saw this, said this isn't right, wrote in, other people saw it. Right. And then the web kind of went outward where people were able to then go to police. That's true. What happened. That's people true. saw it, thought something wasn't right, went to police, and that's what they're telling you to do. If you see something like this that may be too good be, to be true, too dramatic to be true, before you donate, maybe ask some questions. Mm-hmm. And if you think it is something like this, call police. I mean, that's what they tell us all the time when we do stories. That's what we're there for. Call us first. Right. So right. so with the question of, uh, quickly with the question of, of, of journalism and television journalism and stuff that's been happening recently, I won't go into it, but, but there, there is... Vetting a story and clearing it, and, and knowing when you have something that you're ready to go with, there there is a there's a protocol involved, and you were talking about following it in, th- in this case, uh, and and that's I assume that's just the Bible when it comes to dealing with stuff like this, right? Where you have to stuff has to be vetted and 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 checked. Well, and we have we have very strict standards yeah. as to how how we go about doing things. I mean, we don't just yank things and throw them on right. television, and it's very important because you. How many times have we seen photos where it's a beautiful sunset, but maybe that was last year's sunset? <laughs> right, so yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to be careful before right. you you yank any of that. And and yes, and there have been situations. I was telling Nick earlier back when I was starting out. I was in Little Rock, Arkansas, and we covered a woman who said her trailer was damaged in an ice storm, and we went and covered that. And then a couple of days later, she told us that all of her kids' Christmas presents had been stolen, and we went back and covered that. <laughs> but then police saw the two different stories and thought, wait a minute. Yeah. At that point, she had already gotten a storage locker full of toys, <laughs> toys uh-huh. yeah. and dishes, and a sofa. Right, right. And so again, it's it's everybody being vigilant, looking out, not it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to approach things. I don't want you to become a, a raging cynic, but be cautious. Right. Make right? sure you're donating to a reputable charity. Right. Make sure it's not you're not writing a check to someone's personal TD bank account. Right. right. And that was one or of the any issues. bank account, not to. Say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was one of the issues because it was being um, they were paying through PayPal directly to her. That's what some of your listeners were saying. Yeah, for the yeah. Tickets. Yeah. You mm. just want to make sure you're getting that receipt and you're following other. You have proof of the payment at least. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we will be following the story through you then. So thank you well, for coming by. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you for having us. No problem. Deanna Durante, guys. Yeah. NBC 10, thank you. All right, we have a couple of orders of business. One of them is our lesson question. And today we are going to give away a pair of tickets as MMR Rock Sturgill Simpson, produced by The Bowery Presents. And that is a good-looking tour March 14th at the Met. A question I have for you this morning. In the movie Dick Tracy, which actor played ass face? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. According to Steve, which which actor played ass face in the movie Dick Tracy? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Worldwide Stereo's 40th anniversary mega sale. Three days, two locations, one crazy sale. In-store only November 8th and 9th and 10th at the Montgomeryville and Ardmore stores. Uh, the biggest sale in 40 years. Details at WorldwideStereo.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, 70-year-old Richard Gere providing solid evidence of his virility with news that his 36-year-old wife, Alejandra, is pregnant with their second child just eight months after giving birth to their first child. Gear says he is so incredibly potent that many times his sperm just runs out. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris Jenner admits that it's hard uh, hearing rumors that she once had a lengthy affair with O.J. Simpson. In fact, O.J. himself commended Chris for being able to keep her head about her, which is not something all of his exes can say. <laughs> 
And finally, Brian Austin Green telling Hollywood Style his secret to maintaining a happy marriage with Megan Fox. Green says the trick is remembering that just a few feet below that mouth yelling at you for not taking out the gar- garbage is a world-class vagina. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood <laughs> All right, we shall see if we can get an answer to this question. The movie Dick, Tr- Dick Tracy, which actor played ass face? And I will go to Kristen, see if she was listening. Hi there, Kristen. Hey, good morning. All right, so uh, in the movie Dick Tracy, which uh, actor played Assface? Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> You're right. Hang on, Kristen. That correct answer. A pair of tickets is MMR Rock. Sturgill Simpson, produced by the Bowery, presents a good-looking tour. March 14th at the Met Philly, and tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. via SturgillSimpson.com. Complete details at WMMR.com. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Anyway. All right, this is brought to you by the Pennsylvania Air Institute of Salis University. Uh, sometimes just every now and then a clip will get me going, as Casey's saying anyway. Uh, the Pennsylvania Air Institute offers quality care for your hearing and balance needs, and their expert audiologists are going to help you hear your best. For more information, visit salisuhealth.com slash PEI. Metallica has announced a new donation of $100,000 to help wildlife relief wow. efforts in the state of California. Uh, the band made a donation through its All Within My Hands nonprofit foundation, which launched in 2017 to help create sustainable communities by tackling the issues of hunger and workforce education. But obviously, they reach out and help with other things, That's too. very cool. Uh, Metallica released the following statement of the red in print. Sadly, for the third year in a row, communities we have called home throughout the state of California are again experiencing the tragedy left in the wake of wildfires. And we would also like to encourage you to join us in supporting those in need as well as the first responders who have been working tirelessly to keep Californians safe. They're very altruistic. They just spent a lot of money to open up the first Turk Duncan Sanctuary. Oh, yeah. Well, they, we, you know, those are majestic creatures. So rare. So rare and so conflicted. Uh, Metallica also donated $100,000 toward wildlife relief efforts in California and headlined a wildlife relief concert in San Francisco two years ago. So they are doing it yet again. Tom DeLong, his band Angels and Airways have announced a new round of winter tour dates while sharing a music video for a new song called Kiss and Tell. A couple in our general vicinity. They'll be playing uh, Wilkes-Barre at the Kirby Center for Performing Arts on January 19th. And on the 21st of January, they'll be in Sayreville, New Jersey at the Starland Ballroom. As for Kiss and Tell, DeLong says about the song, we wanted to create a sound that had electronic elements right alongside classic rock and pop-punk melodic structures. Lyrically, this song is specifically about balancing on the edge of a razor blade, doing something you're not supposed to be doing, and although you might die while doing it, it's still very much keeping you feeling alive. So that's Whatever. What, yeah, thank you. That's what that's about. <laughs> Pierre's a fan. Hey, Pierre seems nonplussed by that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Trent Reznor has told Rolling Stone in a new interview that he and collaborator Atticus Ross plan to make a new Nine Inch Nails series of songs uh, as soon as they are finished with their work on the scores for HBO's new Watchmen series and the upcoming Pixar movie Soul. So that, uh, if they release the album of the Watchmen music, I want to get that. That music is really good. Pretty damn cool. Really good. Did you see the clue on Jeopardy the other night that uh, featured Trent Reznor? No. Uh, Alex referred to him as Trent Reznor. Oh. <laughs> No. Trent Reznor <laughs> yes. of Nine Ernst Gnarls. 
Reznor explained, right now we are finishing up Watchmen and we're working on the Pixar film that we are doing and we have plans for Nine Inch Nails stuff, but we haven't got uh, down to doing it because uh, literally every minute of the day for the last several months has been working on score stuff, but the plan is to do stuff, yes. I mean, said. he doesn't mispronounce anything. He's I like, know. you know, Guidi Maupassant, <laughs> yeah. you know, but he can't say Trent Reznor. But yeah. Guidi Maupassant, he was trying to say muffin. <laughs> uh, no, he's, he's, very, he's very precise, um, but sometimes, you know. I, but see, that now we're doing the uh, the champions, yeah. the champions, which is awesome. Yep. Uh, Reznor and Ross have also decided to release the soundtrack for the nine episode Watchmen series. Excellent, thank but you, they'll, Trent. They'll do it in three parts on vinyl. Uh, I don't know if it's exclusively on vinyl or not. Uh, but the, I want it on cassette. The first arrived on <laughs> Monday, while the next two will surface on Monday, November twenty fifth and December sixteenth. And we're all. Pretty much obsessed with that TV show at this point. By the way, quick question. Obviously, and this is a point of question. Well, I, I, I can't. I'll ask you off air because oh, it could man. be a spoiler. Might give away something. Yeah, yeah. We'll oh, talk I off have, air. You have to be, you know, you have to be uh, attentive to is that. Is it about Watchmen? Yes, and okay. it's about a device that was being held at the end of the episode. Mm, okay. All right, and then uh, finally, Journey. Steve Miller, REM, Mike Love, and the Eurythmics. Also, uh, Bread's David Gates. David uh, Gates, Steve Miller, and Mariah Carey among the nominees for the 2020 Songwriters Hall of Fame. Wow, Bread Bread basically built easy listening rock. Uh, they did. They absolutely if did. If a picture paints a death. You remember all those songs? I do uh, remember that, yeah. And like uh, Jackson is a. Is Baby, I'm going want you. <laughs> Baby, I'm gonna need you. Uh, the 51st Annual Induction and Awards Gala will take place on June 11th of next year in Manhattan. Uh, among the other... Baby, I'm there it is. <laughs> Baby, I'm need you. Is this used in... Um, Pulp Fiction? Almost Famous. At one point. I think so. Okay. Uh, among others... It's used in Lincoln. Uh, performing songwriters on the shortlist are Patti Smith, Vince Gill, Gloria Estefan, and the Isley Brothers. I watched a half-hour infomercial when I was in Utah on, like, on, no, it was not, it, no, it was an infomercial on, I guess, it's, is it called Yacht Rock? Um, oh, yes, yeah. yes, that's um, the new phrase for this kind of music. Uh, actually, this would be more, Bread Now falls into easy listening. Yacht Rock is probably more, Yeah, would be like, Steely Dan falls right. in Yacht Rock. Third Eye, um, Third Eye Blind? Third Eye Blind Or Air Supply? Yeah. And that's a little too sleepy, I yeah. think, as well. I, Maybe. I don't know. My, my friend, uh, Tim, plays in a band called the Yacht Rockers <laughs> in St. Louis, and they all have uh, they all have their own identities. His name is Thurston. Thurston. Oh, I love and he wears a captain's hat, and he made he created his amp to look like a tiki bar. Oh, that's awesome. It's brilliant. That's and they, awesome. they play a lot of shows, and people love them. It's a good gimmick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. At any point, I could have turned the channel, but uh, no, I watched the entire thing. <laughs> I did watched you? The who, who, is, who is the one who is uh, speaking? What, what artist did they get? Because they usually get someone associated with the time period oh, to be the salesperson. Uh, maybe the dude from Air Supply. Hi, I'm from. My wife just saw Air Supply. <laughs> really? We, uh, she went with uh, Kelly. From Hold on, it's oh. been a while. Oh. We need his. Oh my, oh my god! We need his. Ladies and gentlemen, the return of the Bombi Bomb himself, the man about town, Wait. the man who despises soup. 
<laughs> Wait, his intro? Yeah. All right. Let's, let's do it. Let's yeah. do it. Hold it's, one second, Bill. We got to do this. It's been a while since he's uh, since he's been here, so yeah. let's do the the uh, official. Hey, Wait, you got to yeah, start it over, please. Start all over. I, I had to bring these Close down. Close off guard. So okay. I don't know which one. And here yeah. we go. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames et messieurs, damen und Herren, from what was once an inarticulate mass of lifeless tissues, may I now present a cultured, sophisticated man about town. Ladies and gentlemen. Bill West. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Bill. After an intro like that, it's like, I really don't have that much to that contribute. <laughs> no, that's okay. So no. you were going to define Yacht Rock yes. for us. Okay. Christopher Cross. Yes. Michael McDonald. Yeah. You know, that era of Doobie Boz Brothers. Skaggs. Boz Skaggs. Toto. Toto. And um, okay. who else is in there? But Five yeah, Finger that, Death Punch. And... Steely Dan. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. So in that realm. Is is so is that a popular sub genre for dentist's office? <laughs> I think the hip dentist. <laughs> right. I think the playlist is kind of short because after about, you know, maybe three or four hours, yeah. you gotta go back to rotate through your songs again. Right. I think your, your vitals start to drop. There's I'm gonna have to look this up because it was a time life thing and I mean it was I think the reason I watched this whole thing was because I'm like, oh, that's a good song. Oh, this is a- no, this stuff oh, this is, is good. good if you're in the right mood, yeah. if you have nothing to live for, it's like I like cheese, and this is good cheese. Yeah, yeah. right. Okay, Preston. We're- speaking of bread, were you thinking of um, stuck on uh, stuck on you, uh, the Matt Damon Greg Kinnear? On- Oh, yes, maybe that's it. The, the, you were talking it about is. a bread song? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Where they, they, they joined they twins. They reunite yeah. at the end. That's right. Yeah, that's that was right. where the bread was from. Okay, got it. That's song. where the bread is from. <laughs> that's where the bread's from. <laughs> so what, you're working some Yacht Rock into your set for the no, big no, gig? No no no. no, 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 no. My friend is in a band oh, okay. uh, called the Yacht Rockers. <laughs> no, they're and, uh, spirit. No. They're, all, they're straight up rock. <laughs> yeah, man. That's a saint, good. I should say. Saint. Yeah. Playing uh, next Friday night at Chaps in Eagleville. Steve Morrison is going to be joining us. I'm going to be there. And to celebrate. Adding of uh, the adding of Saint into the WMMR playlist. Uh, well, we're we're going to be okay. Hang on, there it is. Uh, we're going to be raising money for the Camp Out for Hunger awesome. that night. But we yeah. play now, man. We play uh, everything from Metallica to Maroon Five, is our saying. So no awesome. bread, yeah. Yep. No, no bread. No bread. No That's bread. a little sleepy for a club. All right. Right. Bread was what you would use to, uh, to uh, for the, the what uh, at that time like a fifteen year old would use for the art of seduction. Casey, here's the infomercial. Is this it? Is this what you were watching? This had to have been it. it was like Toto. Yeah. They were showing uh, Hall and Oates. Toto. Yep. Uh, that's yep. it. Okay. That's right. it. And, and you know, I played the tambourine for air supply <laughs> until a virulent drug cut. <laughs> uh, Little River Band would would definitely be Yacht Rock. What was their... Um, Oh, they had a ton of hits. They, uh, I used to like reminiscing, reminiscing, and, and, uh, sailing, and uh, uh, sailing, uh, and night owl, and and uh, yeah, there's a lot of good songs. I love Little River Band, absolutely. Right. Lonesome <laughs> Loser. Oh, Ooh, this is the tale of the album Diamantina Cocktail. Now that I couldn't have told you. I bought Man that album. Town. I bought that album for some. It was the only song that really. I was would any love good to on. see when <laughs> you would, in your dating years when a young Bill Weston would get a woman back to his apartment. What he'd put on? Yeah. Got the new air supply. Yeah. <laughs> no, we went we went cooler than that. Oh, Never did you? air supply. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to play Miracles by Marty Balin. Oh, These are my. 10 or 18 CDs. 150 songs on 10 CDs. 18 CDs? Yeah. Uh, what no, would you well, expect to pay for 31,000 songs? <laughs> 270 songs on 18 CDs. Yeah, five whoa. easy payments because this is a, a, a soft rock. Easy payments. Rattle off some of the titles. 51.98. Uh, Saturday in the Park. Sa- oh, yeah. oh, Chicago. Uh, yeah. That's a great song. Saint plays that. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, we do play that. Rock. What about you don't ride? need the CDs. The Just go to the gig. What about uh, Ride Like the Wind? 
Oh, from uh, Christopher Cross. Yeah. No, we don't do that one. These are good. Uh, how about, okay, How Much I Feel. How That's Much I how Feel. How Much I Feel. By, by uh, uh, Ambrosia? Ambrosia. Ambrosia. That's Fear it. for you, baby. How, how much, much I need. need. See, what about this? I don't think this is easy rock. Um, Show Me the Way by Peter Frampton. Yeah. No. That just rocks. That's not easy rock. It's, <laughs> that's not yacht rock. Yeah. That can uh, That can flow. It goes uh, here. That's flow rock. Yeah, flow. <laughs> uh, I want to know what love is by Foreigner. I want to know what love is. That's definitely soft rock. I yeah. want you should show me. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, Boz Skaggs. Boz Skaggs is actually Low great. Down. Years ago, when they used to have the New York Rock and Soul Review, and and there was Steely Dan and not reunited at that point. I saw him with Michael McDonald and and uh, Donald Fagan and Phoebe Snow, and it was really a great concert. Al Jarreau might be on there. Yeah. I'm looking for Al Jarreau. We're uh, in this love together. We, we got, got the guy that lasts forever. Oh and he also God. did the theme for Moonlighting. Yeah. I saw him in concert. He was amazing. Somewhere by night. There's I, another one from Boss Gags. Look what you've done to me. Couldn't yeah. tell you that one. Nah, me neither. No, me neither. But that's Yacht Rock for you. There you go. <laughs> a lot of gems in Yacht Rock. Yeah, I smell an iPuss segment. <laughs> oh, there you go. We, we haven't done, done that. that in a while. We a should. Long time. Says nobody has iPods anymore. I know, and yeah. I have all the same music. Maybe on we my can phone. rename it. Mm. All right, anyway, thank you, Bill Weston, yeah. man. Ladies about and town, gentlemen, guys. this yep. has been Bill Weston. It has been Man About Town. Look at him doing that dance on the way out the door. Is he? He's dancing no, to bread. The music makes people think that he is. So. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment, and uh, we'll get the letter today for the Word of the Week prize. But, Kathy, I need a, a caller for the secret text word. 14. All right, call it 14. Let's see if you know the word. 215-263-WMMR. We'll come back, give that away, see what Pierre's got going on. Letter of the day, Word of the Week. That's up, too. Proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, December 2nd at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. If scheduling prevents you from attending in person, you can still make a difference. Stop by your local Acme throughout November and make a donation at the register. Just look for the Camp Out can when you go. Your donation goes towards foods that fill abundance needs most to help area families. Go to WMMR.com slash campout for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Uh, listen, we're getting into that time of year where yeah. there's, you know, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. <laughs> Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yeah, you know. Air supply on the radio. And uh, <laughs> bread for everyone. Bread for everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, just a little bit cooler. It's going to be all right, though. We've had a uh, nice day today. Very fun. Lots of guests. Thank you to uh, our former, uh, well, actually, cover girl from the 2018 Totally Office calendar, Juliet, came by. Yes! She is a budding young actress, and she's in a uh, play called Welcome Home, Soldier. And uh, they just had their opening night. She's had two plays so far, and uh, one where she's a member of the family, so we want to help promote that. So uh, it's at the Playhouse West Philadelphia Theater. And you can go to playhousewest.com or you can, we have a link to it on uh, PrestonSteve.com. And she asked if you do see it, if you end up going to the uh, any of the productions and you see it, please let her know uh, what you thought of it. Yep, absolutely. Uh, George Lopez. Yeah. Yay. George is awesome. Some great stories. 
Especially Christopher Walken stuff. Yeah, and uh, he's going to be at Helium this weekend, uh, 7 and 9.30, two shows. I'm sure they'll sell out. You can get the tickets at heliumcomedy.com. Uh, thank you to uh, Deanna Durante from uh, NBC10 yeah. uh, for stopping by today and uh, continuing that story about this uh, cancer fake scam thing. We're going to see more on that. Fascinating. And uh, our buddy Jeff Walton, who is the president of the Porsche Club. In uh, locally, the local chapter, and uh, they're starting up this uh, Camp Out for Hunger campaign. And instead of fill a frunk, they're now calling it fill a trunk because they are including cars other than Porsches. In fact, all car clubs can get involved. In fact, while he was here, he got just another one signed up. So there's like 20 of them on board. I believe that this will mark the beginning of a of a uh, a new tradition associated with the camp out. I yeah. mean, I don't know how this cannot be a huge success. They came in second place last year. Did a Pierre Robert did a live broadcast with them at a track. It was so much fun. Yeah, um, I, I these guys. The, I don't know the, about the other cars, but the car clubs, but Porsche Club rents out a track for three days and they get there Friday night and they race. Yeah. You know, like at speeds of 100 and more miles an hour. Like I think we were doing 120, 130 miles an hour. And these guys obviously know what they're doing and you're wearing helmets and strapped in in those kind of. Uh, industrial strength seatbelts, but um, they they really are serious about. Was it was it weird for you coming because you 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 first you came out of the world of hot rods? That's what you. Raced. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was always hot rodder, and so you know <laughs> to give up give up the that kind of oil for the next kind of oil, you know, and you got your cylinders, the whole cylinder. Oh, the mass. cylinders. Oh my God, yeah. Well, and my spark plug doesn't spark the way theirs does. Right. So you know, but you got to respect the differences in all the sparks. And the differential the is key. Differential is so. Blanking key, you've, Steven. You've You're got... right on target with that one, Buster Boy. You have the best camshaft I've ever seen. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. But make <laughs> sure you, you stroke it right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'll stop there. <laughs> um, by the way, who was the singer uh, who did that ghastly song, Pina Colada? Oh, Rupert Ebert. Or wait, wait. Uh, Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Ebert. <laughs> Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> no, it was Rupert. Uh... Rupert Everett, wasn't it? I think you're the right. the guy from Harry No, Potter? Rupert Everett's an actor. Yeah, I don't know who the hell am I thinking of? I'm way off. Oh, don't play it. Oh, it's, it makes Get me ill. I love the rain. I detest it? Rupert I, Holmes. Rupert Holmes. Rupert Everett is is the actor. Um, I I rarely would uh, beat up on a song. This song makes me want to vomit. Midnight. Oh, stop it! In the dunes of the cave. Wait, why do you hate it so much? It's hideous. It's so. It's first of all, he says, "My lady." You know, my lady, we got some problems with my lady, my old lady, you know, and then I'm going to look in the newspaper and hook up some chick. And this would definitely be Yacht Rock. The same, same my lady and the same, the same chick is hooking up with me that I was trying to get away from. I'm just surprised because it's very it's Buffett-esque yeah. and it's you are such Buffett-esque. a huge Buffett It's Buffett ghastly. Okay. It's ghastly. Actually, also- I, Jimmy Buffett has said this is a perfect song. He has not. <laughs> he has not. Pierre, it's all rock like, and roll. See? Yeah, isn't it all rock and roll? <laughs> isn't all... it all rock and roll? Uh, all right. <laughs> turn, turn myself against me. Turn a turn. It I'll, is about having an affair. Like he's he's trying to set up an, an affair, and his wife is trying to set up an affair. Rock and roll. When you listen to the lyrics, this crap. It's pretty messed up. <laughs> all right. That's the great thing about rock and roll. I'll stand. You're into as long as it's not Rupert Holmes, because that's crap. <laughs> All right. But see, I at the same time, I'll say that I'll respect that the rest of you like it. And as usual, really I'm off on an island. Yeah. Um, so but uh, that's OK, because it is all rock and roll. Yeah.
So thank you for reminding me about me. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me see here. We need to do, I guess we should do, wait, no. First, you got to get a winner for the secret text order. Yeah. Sorry, I've passed on that. Let me go to uh, Mario, who was uh, caller number 14. Hey, Mario, good morning. Good morning, Fresbo. Yo, bud. <laughs> What's the secret text word? That's going to be Fresbo. Hey, Fresbo. Right. Steve. Oh, my, oh, my bad, my bad. No, hey, that's that's correct. <laughs> Hang on a second, Mario. We're going to get your information. We're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Temple Football Battle Tulane on Saturday, November 16th at uh, Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, kids' tickets on game day are only $10. You can visit owlsticks.com for ticket information. We also had a random texter. And that was Lyle uh, De La Rosa, who is from Philadelphia. And Lyle is going to get those tickets, too. So congratulations to you. Uh, now I guess we can do the letter of the day. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. If you like to <laughs> get lost in the I fear, I fear right. this is going to trail me to the, gra- to the grave. Forever. Uh, the President and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. N as in November. All right, and we have a pair of three sold-out WMMR concert tickets. A pair of tickets to each of these three sold-out concert events. Tool on November 18th, Wells Fargo Center. The Struts, December 28th at the Fillmore. And Greta Van Fleet on December 29th at the Met. So we will give those away on Friday. Get yourself ready for that. What's up on the program today, ma'am? See, the danger on this program <laughs> is to reveal any vulnerability. Uh-huh. And then it will be immediately seized on by the rest of the masses on the Preston and Steve compound complex. <laughs> and uh, and then, but not just once, they'll save it in that file. That if file. When you, like <laughs> you least expect it, pull it out. <laughs> well, you know now this will, this will be something for you for a while. Yes. yes. Yeah, and then, uh, then you'll be able. There was a second, though, Rupert Holmes there song. Was? Yes, there was. Besides the Pina Colada song, uh, do you remember that, Preston? Dry Martini. I don't know. Nick's going to have to look. Do it check. Yes, something couldn't... called him, Steve. I don't know that. Is yeah, it? yeah. Sing it, Nick. <laughs> uh, but it came out in 1980. Uh, Pina Colada came out in uh, 1979, so it was right afterward. But maybe he was. Though, that was hit, a hit single. It's him. By the way. Do you, uh, uh, you just said pina, and I've heard that that's technically the way you say the drink, pina colada. Pina colada. Although I always used to say pina colada, mm-hmm. um, but he sings pina colada. If you like yeah. pina colada, it's actually pinas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, when you have uh, more than one, I hear pina colada. Well, hang on, yeah. hang on, let's listen. Yeah, let's play oh it. no, no. Here we go. Huh? <laughs> what have I done? I hear pina. Do you? Yeah. yeah. It's You're just the, looking for reasons to hate it. Yeah, it's actually it's a letter. <laughs> it's a letter in the uh, Latino alphabet, an Enya. Yeah, is, yeah. Is the, that actual. And letter. also, she was an old like rock Enya. darling. She was. Yes, yeah, she. Mario or no flow. flow. That's right. That was Enya. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god! All right. Uh, I, that, on my program today, <laughs> that song is bizarrely hypnotic too, isn't it? Which one? Or no flow. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry, Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> Take, take two. Uh, Try that again, Anya. Uh, Sorry. Uh, I, I don't know how many times I laugh out loud listening to this program, but you said something, Steve, earlier. Um, you're talking about the the um, ad that Casey had seen for the, in, the infomercial for this, yeah. and you said, for, you know, and for those in something, and you just insert it so rapidly, and for those without a life. Um, uh, right. Just, but it was it was it was oh, just one you. gem. Uh, it was one diamond in a you know in a forest of diamonds. There we go. 
like this. Oh, that's not Orinoco Flow, though. And this oh. is Orinoco Flow. That's Orinoco Flow. I like the first one better. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> We're going to have to go again. I love that. And yeah. they're in the booth telling her she's got... And you can take it again. <laughs> in the land of peace. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's do that again, Anya. Uh, you don't want to leave it in? I just coughed up a manatee. <laughs> that was that's what that was what that was trippy all remember that yeah yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Well, they had uh, sort of like a uh, watercolors and the, the video was quite that was popular. around that time that like sadness part one came out from oh um, i love that that was a seduction song um who did that uh enigma enigma there was yeah. one called a clanade you remember that too they they had a song on the patriot game soundtrack yes a little bit of um, and then there was world world music which yeah. was there was uh deep where they actually had pygmies singing it. There was hey, one that had yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That had like a hey, Native hey, American or something like yes. that. Yes, yeah. And it's and I love that song. Yeah, yeah. And then they, uh, uh, that was it. Oddly enough, for that one hit wonder pygmy band. Someday yodeling's going to come back. It will be. <laughs> it's all rock and roll. Yeah, it is, yeah. yodeling is it's rock and like, roll, except for Rupert Holmes, who's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest cancer in music, a tumor that needs to be excised. I wish him unending misery. Where did he go? He's on the floor. <laughs> he killed him. I'm so Whatever surprised he hates it. I don't hate. I don't love it. I don't Any embrace country, it. Country rock, except for Rupert Holmes, who stinks so badly. He taints everything he touches. Like a plague, he is on music. There goes my peace and love. Yeah. yeah what do you mean you don't hate? You just tore him apart. <laughs> I take it all back. By the way, somebody texted and said, I would listen to an entire show of Steve doing cough takes and famous <laughs> songs. <laughs> okay. What's on the show today, Phil? Well, uh, now that we're back on that track, yeah. I will tell you we'll uh, get into a block of Alice in Chains who do a great cover of Peanut. Uh, Steely Dan is now actually Steely Dan, speaking of um, uh, Yacht Rock. Yeah, all that stuff. They open, well, it's Donald Fagan. I mean, Walter Becker died, and who the two of them were Steely Dan. So it's kind of an interesting and slightly bizarre. Donald Fagan is, it, it sings most of the songs. They right. compose the songs together. I, I, he, he, it, you're, you're hearing Steely Dan when you see him. There's, right. only, there's only a handful of songs that, Donald, that Walter Becker sadly won't But you, you're getting the Steely Dan experience. You No, totally. Um, I, I think I still find it just a touch odd that he carries on with that name without the... Uh, I think yeah. they were equal partners, be that as it may. Uh, Steely Dan opens tonight and will be three nights at the Met. They'll be tonight uh, and then Friday and Saturday. So we'll do a block of Steely Dan. And I can actually say he now uh, instead of they, but he's doing... Um Albums, right? So yeah. I'm, I'm going on Friday night because Steely Dan was a huge band for uh, me and my fraternity brothers, and we're all getting together on on Friday night and, and going. Always um, in my top my, my top five. I adore that yeah. band. Yeah. Um, and Peg was kind of like a fraternity anthem Great. somehow, but uh, I don't know what album they're doing on Friday night. I don't either. Okay. Um, but I always thought Reeling in the Years was Great Reeling song. in the Yeast. 
Oh, uh, yeah. When I, Are when you I... reeling in the yeast? <laughs> <laughs> it, didn't make, it didn't make any sense to me. Let's roll that back. Let's rewind that. Really, <laughs> Dan, and a workforce block of Green Day. And then that'll be that. All right, that'll be that. Thank you, Pierre. We're doing Gaucho on Friday night, by the way. Gaucho. Uh, that's, yeah. who that's what they're doing? Yeah. Okay. All right, now let me thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Winter Airport Parking, fastest way in and out of Philly International Airport, and also brought to you by Chorus Photography, capturing all your awkward family photos since 2007. Visit them at ChorusPhotography.com. And also Planet Fitness. Get the Planet Fitness Black Card, and you'll enjoy... Massage chairs, hydro massage, tanning, and more. One last giveaway as we are leaving. Uh, tomorrow night is the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle at Duffer's Tavern in Delco. And I have a $25 gift card for caller number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. Chance for you to win Eagles tickets, maybe even an autographed Brandon Brooks helmet, $3 Bud and Bud Light drafts and nice. bottles during the Thursday Night Huddle. And they're on uh, Route 352 in Glen Mill, so make sure you stop by and see them. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. We will give that gift card away now. Uh, tomorrow on our program, we'll have uh, comedian Dave Landau stopping by. Uh, some more giveaways, and I'll leave you with one more thing. If you like me, Ray, John, and have a great day, gang. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Your drunken family at Thanksgiving dinner is the real nightmare before Christmas. Next message. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the need to F hunger in the egg. Next message. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.